always depended on the kindness of strangers. All right, so he's not a regular rat or, or even a super rat. He's just a scared little mouse, that's all. Ha, I've had two years to grow claws, Mother. Jungle Ray! Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Real Woman. My guest today is Dwayne Ferguson. Yes, that's the guest. <laughs> and Dwayne, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so, okay, so officially, and what I get paid for is <laughs> the title is Broadcast Associate, uh, which is a fancy way of saying that I, uh, I'm a TV operator for CUNY TV, um, which I've been doing for almost 14 years now. And CUNY TV, just give yeah. a line about what CUNY yeah, TV so, is. Yeah, CUNY TV basically is, is the, um, it's, it's a New York City-owned station that is, you know, that is, uh, it's, it's part of the City University of New York system. Um, so there's a lot of, um, uh, like, because when people say CUNY TV, people always get, get the impression that it's students work there, and which interns do, and it's sort of like uh, only for CUNY TV, and my phone is on the table, and I heard that beep beep right there. <laughs> Um, but what it basically it's a New, it's a New York City owned station that um, that that uh, runs a very amount of programming, um, a lot a lot of politically minded shows, a lot of one on one talk shows. Uh, your 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 old professor Jerry Carlson has a show on there, uh, and well, I will be speaking with right? him on Monday. <laughs> well, there you go. So yeah. tell him I said hi. Well, uh, City Cinematheque is one of the shows that are. I think you probably give you a, a better explanation of this, but it's a New York City owned station. Uh, Channel 75 in, in, on the dial, or TV if you were ever interested. And you can get a sample of the programs there. Um, and a lot of great people work there, and, and um, it's fun. Um, I I used to produce a show called Black America on there with, with Carol Jenkins, who used to be on WFC, an old journalist from back then. Um, and she holds Black America now, and I was a producer there. I still am a producer, but not in the vein of what I did then. Um, so I do like there's a web series or web content only aspect of that show that I do, which I'm going to shoot one in a couple of days as of this evening. Um, and um, yeah, but so what I do is I'm a camera operator. Uh, I, I produce that web content series. Um, I work on the field with camera. Uh, I work in the studio. Um, and then whatever, you know, is required in terms of TV operating, like I used to do mass control, but for but right now, I've been doing a lot more camera work on the camera. And when I'm not at Kimmy TV, I also freelance other places. For example, I work at Brick, which is Brooklyn, the Brooklyn version of BronxNet, which mm -hmm. let's talk about BronxNet, is I'm still there too. Uh, so there's public access television, folks. So always support your public, local public yes. access station. And uh, that's how I actually got my start in, in uh, television, is I worked at BronxNet. Uh, like I got there. Right before I graduated. Is Bronxnet out of Lehman College? Yes, I know. Okay. See, we're dropping those jewels yes. in there. So, so okay, so if y'all don't know, Emmy and I, which y'all don't know, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Emmy and I both, uh, I'm just, what's Lehman? Did you go to Lehman or no? I took some classes, took classes at Lehman. Right. I'm, a, I'm a city college right. and right. Queens College graduate. Got you, right. So you're, you're proud of I'm CUNY. a CUNY right. child, definitely. There you go. So, but we know each other from the Lehman experience because I did a lot of Lehman there. Yeah. Yeah, those friends running around in common. And so while I was doing that, I wanted to do something film-related, because I fancied myself back then a filmmaker mm -hmm. or somebody that wanted to go to NYU. 
not knowing that, you know, that why he was charging an arm and a leg, mm -hmm. a ligament and a few cartilages. You know what there. I you know what I did? I went to Queens College right. and while I was at Queens College, mm -hmm. I um finagled two semesters at Tisch. Right. Oh you did? Yes. Oh, sweet. Okay. I got to in their moving image archiving preservation program, mm -hmm. which was new mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. So their master's program. Mm -hmm. uh, I took a, like two semesters there. Right. Um, so I paid Queens College prices for right. Which, for NYU. Wow. So you need to teach people how you did that. Because <laughs> I wish you could have told me back then I would have did the same damn well, thing. Well, you know, I was the first person to do it. See, so it's not... Okay. And I thought, well, how is that even possible? How am I the first person... Wait, did, are you the first or the only person to do it? I, I don't know if anyone has done <laughs> okay. it since. I don't know if anyone has done it since. would make you a true pimp. But at, <laughs> it would. But at the time, mm -hmm. it had not been done. Okay. So you need to find out if anybody's done I it have since. have to see if anyone's done that it secret. since. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I love film from an early age. And we'll get into that, I guess, yeah. uh, from an early age. So at the time, I was uh, studying psychology as a major... And I just went from Black Studies to Mass Comm. Ergo, I did a lot of theater and acting, mm -hmm. as you knew. Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point in 1993, they just opened a TV station in the basement of Lincoln College. What? And I went and I was like, what are you guys? And I'm like, we're Bronson. And I was like, oh. And they're like, we're looking for interns. They're like, oh. And they're looking for paid interns. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I started working for them as an intern, paid intern. And that's how I started in television. Um, that was 1993, 20-some years later. Um, still doing it, and when I'm not doing work, so all that to set up was that I was saying that I, I work at Brick as well, mm -hmm. and Brick is basically the, Bron the Brooklyn version of, of Bronx Night. It's the Brooklyn, it used to be BCAT, now it's Brick. Okay. And they do, and I'm shout out to Brick, they do amazing programming there. Yeah. Amazing programming, so if anybody is, is a, a New York resident and is a Brooklyn resident, you all should check them out. Um, so I direct there, and I do okay. camera work there, there okay. as well. And when I'm not there, I, I also do some stuff in Maple Leaf Soccer. And when I'm not doing any of that stuff, my own personal stuff that I'm doing, that means I, I, I like being a, a fledgling cinematographer, mm -hmm. shooting on, on the digital format. And, and you do and you do uh, some work for the Times. Yes. So CUNY TV is one of the is the station right now that partners with the New York Times to uh, broadcast the New York Times talks. So they do mm -hmm. a Times talks uh, pretty much. By coastal in LA and sometimes in DC, but the ones in New York, particularly the ones that are out of the Time Center building, which is where the New York Times is located, yeah. we are the ones that do the live stream of that. And so we've done some amazing ones there that are, that are a lot of fun. I think the last one I did was the Melissa McCarthy one and uh, okay. Richard Gantz for that movie. I, yeah. I saw, <clears throat> oh, 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 what's the name of that movie? Um, Oh God! You're gonna love me yeah, or yeah, forgive some, yeah, me? Or yeah. Can you ever forgive me? Can you ever forgive yeah, me? Yeah, yes, yes. Called, right. And I want to yeah. see it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I saw. I haven't seen a lot of times talks in mm -hmm. in person. I mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. tend to see them in in on, online. Mm -hmm. But I did see um, John Cusack. Wow. In person. This was a few years ago. Yeah. I, I saw John Cusack, uh -huh. which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um. And I saw, a, a, it was a dual night of Tilda Swinton. Wow. Oh, okay. I, we, I know I shot Tilda Swinton. Tilda I, Swinton and yes. Gary Oldman? Was it Gary? Okay, so I know I shot Tilda Swinton. This was right around the time. This um, was maybe like four or five years ago. It may have been later because this was around the time that Doctor Strange came out. Because I remember yes. she was talking about yes. that whole controversy with the yes. casting of her. Right. Yes. But I, she was... A, 
there was a matter of fact. Ooh, there was a movie that she was out on. I can't remember the guy that she was with, and it sucks because this this diminishes my street cred as a <laughs> film guy. But she did a movie with, uh, and we were both on this. Nah. Yeah, this was like two years ago. I'll have to look it up. Matter of fact, yeah, I'll look it up. And but yeah, but but that I did eight times. Not, not the Tom Hiddleston. Only Lovers Left Alive. Was it that one? It could be. No, is that the vampire one? Yeah. Nope, it wasn't that one. I'm looking it up right uh, now. Uh, is it? <laughs> Look at you. Because no, you're trying to prove yeah, yourself. Going through my you roll of access. You're trying to prove yourself, girl, right now. <laughs> um, I'll know it when I see it. It was a weird... Uh, and I, once I oh, remember the well, other that's actor... Oh, that's narrowing it down. Wait, wait, right? So it was I'm weird. Sorry. It was weird. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that sucks. That totally sucks. We can keep going, and then when I find it, um, I'll just scream it out. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I'd like to know, what, what's the first movie that you remember seeing as a kid? Easy answer. That's an easy Which answer. Which one? The first movie uh, that I saw as a kid, I remember clearly, was Star Wars 1977. That was the first movie. I remember, because uh, if you didn't know what I'm going to let you all know right now, I grew up in another country. I grew up in Trinidad, mm-hmm. and um, I cannot find this movie for the life of me. It's annoying me, but we're talking about something else in the anyway. anyway, it'll come it'll, to it'll, like ten yeah, o'clock right, this morning. We'll, yeah, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, Can "We edited that in the yeah. podcast." <laughs> so yeah, so I grew up in Trinidad, and um, um, I was born in Harlem, and um, so my mom was up here, and she was doing a nursing thing, and and so basically I would come up every summer ever since I was a kid, from maybe. You know, the age of one every mm-hmm. year until you know I became a full-grown adult when I moved here for college at sixteen, which is a full-grown adult. But you know, yeah, I would come up every summer. So I remember the summer of '77. I was four years old, and uh, which I just aged myself. Do the math, y'all. Do the yeah. Math. Um, uh, my my whole thing was Trinidad only had one TV station, uh, uh, TTT channel two and thirteen. I know two and thirteen sounds like two stations. <laughs> But it was one set of programming on two stations. And then later on, we had 9 and 14, which again sounds like two stations, but it had the same set of programming. So we had four numbers, two stations, 2, 13, 9, and 14. But <laughs> at the time, um, it was only, you know, all the best of British and American mm-hmm. and sometimes Australian programming was on one channel. There was no such thing as networks. Those so were you getting like Monty Python, like Faulty Towers? All that. Get, I was getting Doctor Who. That's I'm a huge you, Doctor Who fan. I'm a movie right. now. Tom Baker's my doctor if anybody's curious. Um, really? Yes, You're the Tom? I'm okay, the Tom okay. I remember that because it makes sense. Okay. He was the Doctor Who in yeah, you know, the 70s. Yeah, yeah, um, The uh, scarf. The, right, there you go. Um, <laughs> alo, alo, uh, are you being served? All that stuff. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. And plus all the American shows, all that stuff. So we didn't have network television in Trinidad, so I watched all that television. And then so when I came to New York, of course, my mom had cable. And right. of course, even if she didn't have cable, she had more channels than we had than <laughs> 2 and 13 and 9 and 14 in Trinidad. Yeah. So she would go to work and I would be home, um, was, you know, when I got a little older, but around four years old, I loved coming to New York and there was, because you grew up in New York, so you yes. had Channel 11, PIX, yes. and you had, I think it was Fox 5. Those two channels had yes. like all the old... I Love Lucy, yeah, yeah, The Monsters. Yeah. This is pre-Nick at Night. Right, exactly. See, this is... Yes. We can talk about that, too. <laughs> but there's a certain generation of people that remember, like, the Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. That oh, doesn't yes. exist anymore. Oh, so yeah. that was my era. So I would love... The, the thing that I look forward to, doesn't matter if my mom took me to Disney World or visit my dad in, 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 in Toronto, she would, you know, have to think, oh, Dwayne's coming to visit me for the summer. 
and she would plan all this stuff. And all I wanted to do was just sit in front of the TV and do watch. You, and do you remember? Because I swear I think I'm the only person who ever saw right. okay, this. Okay, go ahead, go for it. Let's see. WPIX. Right. Between the shows. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about the video game thing, the picks thing? Picks, yep, picks, yep, picks, yep, picks, yep, picks. Yep, yep, of course. Yes. Yeah, it would be like somebody would call and be and some it weird game. Like a, like a, like a, <laughs> it was a centipede. Yeah. Or it was like a. It was different games. It, but, I right. remember it was like almost. It was kind of Star Wars. It, right. It, it was were, a black screen yep. with a whole bunch of dots yep, all over exactly. it. Exactly. Kind of like, like a Pac-Man board right. without Pac-Man. And then the ship it would be like a crosshair, and the ship would fly on the crosshair. And then the kid or the one on the phone would say, picks, and the person yes. would hit the button, which might have been the worst job in the world, <laughs> because if you were high or drunk, you would have your delayed reaction mess up this kid's Although you chances. may only want to do that high or drunk. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. That didn't happen. <laughs> yes. So I was going to say, so remember the, the, the Magic Garden and Mr. Roger? Magic Garden. I love the Magic Garden. Yes. Those two hippie chicks. Yes. And there was like some big pink squirrel yep. and a Tree. Yep. I only by the thank God YouTube is a thing now. Yes. I can go back and go. That's right. There was a big squirrel, and yes. I used to sit down there and wait for them to call my damn name, and they never said no. It'd be like <laughs> Danny and Maggie and Mary uh, and well, Chris. Because because <laughs> Emmy was a name that they would I, ever say. I am pretty freaking sure Emmy would be a more. Uh, they probably no, said Emmy. No. They, maybe they said Emma. They probably maybe. said Emma or Emily. Okay, but I yes. know they never said Dwayne or Wayne. And that really even came close. So you shut up with your Emma, Emma, Emma. <laughs> Damn it, I'm still scarred by that. Um, so anyway, so that's what I watched. And I used to love, because they had yeah. Tom and Jerry at 2 and 2.30, and then they would have whatever mask or real Ghostbusters or whatever right, it was right. that was going on. So that's what I would like to do. Yeah. So my mom snatched me and was like, we're going to go to the movies. And I was like, I don't want to go to the movies. I want to watch my yeah. Magic Garden, Tom and Jerry, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And so she literally snatched me, kicking and screaming, poor woman. Four years old, having his four-year-old go, and I'm crying, and I'm yeah. crying on the train. I'm on the train, and then finally we get to the movie Do you theater. remember what the theater was? I can't remember the theater, which sucks, and I know that's, it should, but I don't remember the theater. I don't. I, my, because we used to live on 157, and where I live now, yeah. uh, I moved back to the neighborhood. So I remember it being a long ride, so my assumption was it was one of the 42nd Times Square uh, theaters. That's what I'm thinking. I was, okay. That's so it wasn't like the Ziegfeld or something? No. No. I would have known it was... No. Even though at four... No. It wasn't the Ziegfeld. It was one of those ones in Times Square somewhere, I think. But, I, but like I said, I was crying and screaming. And then I remember we walked into the theater and I'm crying. And it was the scene. Like, we, we came after the crawl. Right. Because we were running late. And, you know, poor kid. Again, woman running late to the movies. And I'm crying and screaming, whatever. Right. And, and then I look up at the screen and it's Darth Vader holding this dude by the neck and you just hear <laughs> snapped his neck dropped him and I looked at the screen like and my crying stopped and I sat down for the next hour and 45 minutes and took in the greatest movie that was ever made <laughs> in my mind and that's the first all that to say that was the first movie that, that, that I saw in 1977 wow wow yeah. I don't even I don't even know the first movie I saw. You don't? Not at all? Not even an inkling? I mean, I could give a guess. Mm -hmm. Knowing you, it's probably, okay, so you and I are on the same, okay, hmm. See, because for y'all who are just getting in this podcast, Emmy is what I call, um, uh, what's the perfect <laughs> word? An intellect, a cinema intellectual. Uh, trained by the best. Again, Jerry Carlson, you're going to hear him. 
right after this podcast, and I'm going to set him up nice. Hello, <laughs> my name is Jerry Carlson, <laughs> and welcome to City. Anyway, that's all right. Anyway, he's a great soothing voice, and you can tell him I said that. He but does. that's this young lady's mentor. And Jerry is, he is, in terms of knowing, like, this dude. Oh, he's an encyclopedia. Jerry is a walking encyclopedia of movies. Like, you, yes. it doesn't matter the era, the genre. No. Nope. He knows it, right? So, nope. all that to say, knowing you, your first <laughs> film in the 70s was something artistic. Something no, it was probably... By one of those, you know, one of the young lines, one of those... <laughs> You know? No, it was something probably like, like Apocalypse Now or something. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> something you know, or, or the Deer Hunter or something, yeah, something oh like that. God, I bet no. you it's one of those. You, you know, my mom took me to see Full Metal Jacket when oh I was like God. eleven. Really? And well, she didn't know. She just saw Kubrick. Oh, all and right. we walked out. And, well, and I'm sorry. Let me let and me push she back. Said, oh, we made it. We shouldn't have Hold gone on. to You that. mean to tell me the same man that made Clockwork Orange? She thought that that would have been appropriate to take a little girl to see. Stop it, mom. Well, Stop there's it. a there's a there's an insight into my life too. Okay, well there you go. No, you I'm know, scared to do the resident podcast. <laughs> One of my first movies, it had to have been something like. I'm sorry, I just had an Char- image of me getting bashed in the head by a porcelain penis. Sorry, go ahead. Charlotte's Web. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, the animated one. Yes. yes. Was that Char- a theatrical release? Or was it? A yeah. Team? Well, I probably saw them in on. On HBO, like okay. my, my parents would record movies yeah, yeah. Mine in the this, early days of mine, VHS. Mine, mine did the exact same thing. Uh, uh, and and so I watched um, Charlotte's Web, mm-hmm. and um, I remember there was some um, like animated Raggedy Ann and Andy musical adventure movie that I really liked Raggedy that had Man. this. I can't even find it, but wow. it had this like. If anyone out there can find this movie, okay. tell me. Um, I got you. There is a about. psychedelic scene of this like donkey. It's like a patchwork. It kind of looks like a kind of looks like an Eeyore type of is animal. It? I'm thinking Ralph and, Bakshi now. And he <laughs> and he rides down mm-hmm. this like staircase, and his eyes go like like um, like vertigo in in Hitchcock. You know, yeah. it has these like swirls. It definitely sounds like and a Ralph Bakshi movie. Like, <laughs> Okay. As he's rolling, and they're all—it's all in pursuit of this uh, Babette. This little doll Babette was stolen. Is this an lost. American animated film, or is this like one of these? I mean, it's Raggedy Ann and Andy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So is that okay? All right. Well, you know, are we sure it's Raggedy Ann and Andy? Or? Yes, that I remember. Okay, got it. So that well, I remember. It was sorry. no, it was Raggedy Ann and Andy. That was an early one, and the um. Animated Lord of the Rings. Yeah, see, now that is Bakshi. I, I said Bakshi like three, four times, yes. and that's Ralph Bakshi, right? Yes. And I, yes. you know, and I'm the yes. weird one that actually prefers the, the animated Lord then of the, the Rings action? than the live action. I, I, you know what? I, you're, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm it's not, just the, the art is so beautiful. Yeah, again, it's Bakshi. So, and, and so yeah, so we, okay, again, you and I are the same generation. So, yes. in terms of anime, we're talking about animation, now, whether it's film. We grew up in the era of like, which I had never seen this film, um, Heavy Metal. Remember Heavy Metal? Yes. Okay. That, and, and, and when Bakshi was doing Lord of the Rings, he did this film called uh, Coonskin, I think it was called. Uh, Don't recall that. It was called, it was, it was Philip Michael Thomas from Miami Vice. <laughs> See, we're deep down, yes. y'all. It was Philip Michael, and yes. Barry White was in it, actually. No. Yes, Barry White and Philip Michael Thomas looked See, I got my phone here. Yeah. And the name of the thing was called Coonskin. But it was Somehow called... I could see my parents not showing me a movie right. called Coonskin. Yep. 
I'm um, pretty sure it was Coonstown. I'm, I'm looking at right that's, now. And this was live action? No, this was animated. But this was an animated about, Barry White? And this was Ralph Bakshi, I'm telling you. Oh he did my a film. gosh. I'm looking at Ralph Bakshi. I am, I'm interested Coon in this. Skin. <laughs> okay, let me see. And it's, uh, yeah, Coonskin, 86, 86.7 IMDb rating. And it was, uh, yeah, let me see if I can find the cast of it. Oh, my. Yeah, it was Scatman Crothers, Barry White, Scatman. Philip Michael Thomas. Oh, yep. man. I don't know who Danny Rees is, but that can't be the right because that guy looks like a baby. And Coonskin. Maybe that was his picture then. Maybe nah, that looks too no, bad. No, it does look too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's so that and that's a trailer which you can watch later. That's hilarious. And I'm pretty sure this is a Ralph Bakshi. I'm trying to see the year it came out. Uh, 1975. Right. So. So yeah. okay, I was born 75. Okay, so I got two years on you. So right, two, so we're the same. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so you talked about Charlotte's Web, and I remember for me the messed up because I was talking about how we grew up in heavy metal and cool yeah, skin yeah. and Bakshi like. Uh, Fritz the Clown and all that nonsense. Yes, yes. So, you know, I was a Warner Brothers kid, so, you know, Droopy Dog, which is Warner Brothers, yeah. but all this stuff. So anything that was animated, I, I was like, oh, what's this? And then yeah. I would get like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and one of those was uh, Animal Farm. George o. I don't know who yes. animated that, but yes. that thing messed me the hell up. You know what messed me up? That thing scarred me for life. Watership Down. What is what? Okay, now I got on that. What's Watership Down? Who's, who's, who's Watership that? Down. Mm-hmm. It's Rabbits. Oh, come on. It's, no. So the first one was freaking Raggedy Ann and Andy with, with, with donkeys no. with spiral eyes. Rottership Down. Oh, and they're actually going to do a live action version of it. Really? Please. Okay. Rottership Down is maybe one of the most traumatic films really? I ever Why saw. Never, and when did it come out? It's, it, was a, it started off as a book. It's actually a famous book. Okay. And it was made into a, uh, an animated 1978 1978. It was made into a, a, an animated film, and that has some of Scars, one right. of the characters. It has right. some of the most absolutely gruesome and terrifying oh fight scenes God. between rabbits. Rabbits. That you would not, I mean, you would think, rabbits, that's not going to be so mm-hmm, dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, Animal Farm, pigs. Yes. How, I mean, I guess you can say how pigs can be evil. Thank you, Primus. But um, <laughs> yes. um, but you know, you had a pig called Snowball, yeah, and Napoleon, yeah, and yeah, that it was just ridiculous, yeah. what they did with that. So, so apparently Netflix is doing Watership Down, and they released them. So I'm gonna look this up. Watership yeah, Down. Watership okay. Down. You got to see the okay. uh, the animated. It's it, 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 it's traumatizing I, I, even I, now. Hopefully, I will look. I will. I will uh, I'll get some sleep. In and it. that was in the. Yeah, 78. And then mm-hmm. he, we went into, you know, like um, Secret of Nim. Oh, right. Don Bluth. Here we and, go. And, the Don and, Bluth uh, era. You know, right. Um, right. Uh, oh gosh, what, I can't think of. I can. Uh, Dark Crystal. Yep. So we got Jim, Jim Henson. Henson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Frank Oz. <laughs> we're, and we're turning this into, into, into an animation. animation. Now. But okay. so I know I'm going to have to. No, no, it's fine. But, but yeah, <laughs> but, but those were the movies of our yeah. youth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and, think, yeah, there was a thing happening. It's funny because I'm also an Oscar file type yes. thing. Like I, I, you know, the whole I've, the first Academy Awards I watched was probably oh god, seventy seven or seven. So whichever one, Kramer versus Kramer was like seventy eight, somewhere around there. That's probably the earliest memory of, of watching. Uh, I thought that was like eighty. Was it eighty? I want to say it was seventy. I want to say it was eighty. Let's look it up right now. But whatever um, that one was, 
Kramer yeah. versus Kramer. Because Deer Hunter 79. is 78. Eight, right, so, so 79. 79. Right, so that's Well, it's right. 79, but it was in the 80 Oscars. Oh, good point, good point. Right, so you're right. There you go. Yeah. You're right. So, so, but, so I was, so, right, so the point is that I used to watch Oscars back then. So at an early age, I would differentiate what is, I, I had an uh, understanding then of what was the Oscar film and let's say the big but so like Spielberg and all of those guys right, I mean right. that's when, once we start talking about movies and, and how I perceived it through the lens of, of movies that's my entry point yeah we'll talk about that but Spielberg was pretty much my, my entry point but he, I understood what the, and again I just said Star Wars was my first film yeah so you know blockbuster but yeah. once I was watching I had a, I had a very interesting taste of, of um, films at a young age like while everybody was watching Superman, which, by the way, this is the 40th anniversary of that film. 78, 98, no, 2008, 18, 40. Yeah. My math is I right. saw Superman in the mm -hmm. theater. Did. Boy, that, was that your first one? That no. might have been. There you go. Okay. It might have been Superman. Go. There you go. And I, I knew mm -hmm. that I was going to see Superman right. fly by my window. <laughs> no, I knew this. <laughs> I had proof. Oh, you had because proof. yes, okay. One, mm -hmm. he was in New York. That's true. That's true. It was called Metropolis. But he okay. was, but it was clearly. New I saw York. the movie. Huh? I yeah, knew yeah, what yeah, New York was. Right. Yeah, you got it. And it was New York. Yep. He um, changed in the phone booths, booth, right? Yeah. And across the street from my bedroom window, really? was a phone booth. Oh, I see. And it was like I knew, right. without a shadow of a doubt, that, a man that if I stayed up long enough, yeah. I would see a guy in a suit go in there <laughs> right. and, and come out <laughs> super... You know what? I mean, I was four. Bless your fragile little mind. <laughs> because the worst case scenario was, you could have said, I knew that if I put on a cape... Yeah. And I stood on the top of my building and jumped off. No, I wasn't suicidal. Wow. I wasn't that. That's I didn't not necessarily suicidal. I'm no, but saying. I didn't think he was going to come save me. Oh, okay, gotcha. I wasn't that interactive <laughs> with it. It was more like a Santa Claus situation. Oh, so, okay. I just knew I was okay. going to catch a catch a, you know, right. glimpse of him. Got you. Good point. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that may have been. Because I definitely, I mean, I can remember sitting up on my radiator mm -hmm. looking out the window. Looking for Superman. Looking for um, Superman. That, that should be a film. Looking for Superman. Looking for Superman. That be a great title. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I knew the difference. So, I knew, like, what a sort of big budget film or a summer film, whatever it was, and uh, what an art right film would be. And so, I was watching stuff like Godfather and Table for Two and... Gandhi and uh, mm -hmm. like all of the best picture ones back in the 70s and 80s. And even now... Chariots of Fire, did you, you watch? You know what? I could... Wow. I cannot get through Chariots of Fire. There are some I films that are, that are, that are considered made classics yes. that I'm, I sit on and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And that is one of them. And I, yeah. I'll give you another one. And you probably hate, hate me for this. Yeah. Ready? 2001 A Space Odyssey. Sorry. I, I, I can't. I, <laughs> I freaking can't. I can understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't hate you for it. Okay. I can, I can understand that. Right. It took me a few years to be able to get every, to, to get into it. I, I mean, a few watchings, definitely. It took me a few switches um, of medication. I, 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 I had to be older. I saw it the first few times when right. I was a kid, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't know what this is, and right. I don't even care right. enough to find because, out. Because the, the, this is the thing. is yeah. Again, this, the 70s was a very, I don't want to say, because ex experimental means so many different things. 
But the seventies yeah. definitely like we talked. We well, about- experimental in terms of what was going to be mainstream. Right, right. I mean, there's right. always experimental that right. is avant-garde and right. out, like the the, out of stuff, right. quote-unquote right. norm. Right. But there was experimental stuff that was considered mainstream. Right. Like a Kubrick. Exactly, like, right. You know. Right. So, so right. So I was going to say that, you know, we came into film at a great time because that was the whole Young Lions class. It was, yeah. it was Spielberg, it was Coppola. It was um, uh, the guy who did um, um, uh, the first Mission Impossible, De Palma. Yeah, uh, who I've never particularly cared for. I have really. Well, okay. Of, of the group, Untouchables is a is a hell of a film. I'm sorry. Untouch- yeah. Like, I mean, I know we're talking so eighty seven, like, but but so but but like if you think of the Untouchables, and right. like what one of them, the greatest. And Carrie, didn't he do Carrie? He did Carrie, right? He did Carrie. Okay, so one of the one of the <laughs> One of the um, best scenes mm-hmm. in The Untouchables was is a ripoff. I know, I got you. I, see, I just film. It's, oh my god! So we're talking about people, intellectual. You know, bat- Serge, you did Sergi Eisenstein. <laughs> yes. That's what you did. And I'm not saying that that's bad. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Jerry Carlson was that he, <laughs> that he that he is, in my opinion, right. the least original of the, of the group. Got you. Okay. Is all I would say. I'm I mean, not, but okay. And a, and a bit, and a little bit self-indulgent. Okay, I got you. Taste. I got you. George George Lucas. Yes. What is Star Wars if not your, uh, your is it your Jimbo or or Seven Ceremony? I mean, that Hidden it, Fortress. It, hidden, right. I mean. Yes, but but <laughs> but less obvious. Less. Uh, I mean, there isn't an an actual scene you from did? that movie. All right, I'll give you that. That much. is in, and it's a combination of. I mean, it's. It's Hidden Fortress. Right. It's Flash Gordon. Right. It's right. you know those those uh, serial, films serial right, right. episodic films. Right. Um, I mean, he made it. I mean, he, it's it's. But he even took you know it's American Graffiti. Right. Too. Right. right. I mean, he took from himself. Right. 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 You know. It's I mean, a, it's. An, I guess I'm saying okay. I get your point. But okay, I'm not so saying Diploma is bad. Okay. Make, I'm make ask, sure. He's okay, not bad. From one scene. He's then. just. He's just my least favorite of that of the, group. Of the group. And okay. I feel like he is the most um, referential or the most, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you're, gonna, you're, you're I, editing I, yourself because you can't say that a group that involved, included mm-hmm. Coppola and Spielberg and Lucas, that you're going to say that Palmer was the most what of the group? Who <laughs> are you going to say Revered? Out no, of the, come no, on. no. Two of those four say, have, have Best Director Oscars. Two yeah, of those four. Yeah, well. <laughs> And made best pictures. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I don't always go by what what the academy says. We can have that argument too. <laughs> but you know, it's funny you said that because I went by what the academy said. Yeah. In the seventies and the eighties, oh, and sure. then right and after Titanic, I was like, "What the fudge, man?" Yeah. After yeah. that, I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like a fish in a. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. So Shape of water. I, I just you, <laughs> it's just, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to personal taste. Yes, of course. And and um and I personally mm-hmm. prefer Coppola and Scorsese and then, and to to De Palma. I will you know what? I will say, okay, I think the range De Palma had. Right, and I'm trying to remember most of his films because I'm I mean, if you think Body film. Heat okay, is right. straight, which I, well, I never saw Body Heat. I know Craig Watson, I know, I know, but I've never seen it. And that's, that's basically right. Rear Window. Okay, 
I know of it, but I never saw it. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So now you're going to do the whole thing of how you copy and stuff. <laughs> no, and there's nothing wrong with copying right. per se. What I was... Okay. But you can't be... You can't expect to be called a complete original. See, but this... Fine. But, okay, fine. I'll, I'll give you that. But what I was going to say is... And this is another debatable point. I think the the Palma out of all the four, I think it's tackled. And you could almost say the same thing about Spielberg, but he's done almost every, not every genre, but he's done distinct genres, right? Like yes. Body Heat was the, the erotic thriller. Yes. Right? Uh, uh, um, Carrie's Horror. Carrie's Horror, right? Yeah. Untouchables is gangster. one of the finest gangster films ever. And Mission Impossible, action. So he's done... The only yeah. thing he hasn't done, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like sci-fi, which I don't think he has. Yeah, but he, you know which what I mean? is but, where there you got Robert Wise who does West Side Story and right. Star Trek films. That's and Star Trek true. movie. That's true. So there's, That's you true. know, I mean, you can't but, gone from musical to sci-fi. Okay, Robert Wise. Okay, I, Robert Wise is in a bar right now with Jerome Robbins. <laughs> We're talking about the Young Lions, and the young, but, and, and, and I'm just saying. And that, what do you think of Spielberg redoing West Side Story? Oh, that's right. He is. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's, it's now. Okay, so I would preface this by saying, I, I don't know how you're gonna sort of, sort of form it together because <laughs> we had an idea we were gonna talk about. Yeah. But we can still talk about it. But yeah. I will say that the jumping off what I was gonna talk about was Steven Spielberg. Yes. Spielberg is like the first. Like, he was the guy for me. Like, you know, for anybody in our generation. Yeah, like certainly. Anybody interested in filmmaking, it was like Spielberg, because he came in with one thing, and all of a sudden he turned into oh, something yeah. else. Oh, yeah. Right. So that being said, um, Spielberg, to me, is a relevant filmmaker. And if anybody can redo a classic a film that does not need to be touched, it's probably him. Now, also, that being said, he... God. I'd rather he redo 1941. Good point. Um, so, so he did. So he 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 did three. If I'm not mistaken, there's three books. He's done a few movies based on books. Most fam- yes. most famously, Color Purple, which is yes. the movie that led me into black filmmaking, which is right. a whole other right. thing that we can talk about. Right. Uh, he recently did Ready Player One. Yeah. Right. Which I read the book. Okay. And I thought the book was good. I get why people don't like the book. And I have yeah. my own issues with the book that we could talk about yeah. that I think Spielberg handled well in the movie. Right. And, and, and at this point, I don't know who's read the book and who, who, who's um, seen the movie. I don't want to I don't get into spoiler territory. I'm yeah, not sure. I don't want to do spoilers. Right. Okay. But, I'll, but I will say that there was some, some, some cultural issues that I had in the book that Robert Klein, I think, missed. And right. that I think Spielberg did some liberty on that I think improved the the, the story, mm-hmm. but at the same time it was kind of diluted. It was kind of mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that being said, you have Romeo and Juliet, which mm-hmm. is a source material right. for West Side Story, right? And then you have West Side Story, and you have a film that took me a while to appreciate because I was story. not a musical guy at all when I was a kid. Yeah, but, but you I, know what? I feel like that's the musical for people who don't really love musicals. I've I, I've I know okay. a few people who are not musicals, right? People who like West Side Story. I will give you that. I think that there's something, and I don't even know exactly what it is, but I feel like there's there's just there's maybe a big part of it is is that it's in New right. York. Yeah, that's true. You get it's there's a feeling it was, it was, in the city. I could get the sense that when it came out, it was it was it was current. Yes, you know what I mean, like but that it, is what it was shot. Right down here. Exactly. Right. Where, where, 
I'm on the Upper West Side of New right, York right, right now, and so it was actually shot maybe right. ten blocks south right. of here. So it was very relevant, and, um, and it was very risque. And, yes, and it was, know. and and it was relevant um, ethnically. I mean, it was Puerto Ricans at it's that so time. Funny you said that. Were the the group that were right. coming in, and, and you know, I I mm -hmm. screened that film for mm -hmm. some high school kids, right, a couple of uh, summers ago, mm -hmm. and they I asked them. If this movie were to be made, and this was actually before I knew Spielberg mm -hmm, was doing mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. um, if you were going to remake this movie, where would you have it set? Right. And who would be? Right. They they said Chicago. Okay. And they said um, that they thought it would actually be probably be black on black. That it would be that, that it would be like gangs, like one black gang versus right. another, and that You've was had that one, movie called Chirac, by the that way. That was <laughs> well, they were a little. They might. I think they might be have been a little young. Right, 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 right. I don't want to take away. Um, and and they, but they also thought um, Mexican. Mm. That Me Mexicans or Dominicans right. would be the ethnic group that, that was that could work. That was. That could but work. I, so I mean, yeah. it was now. These are kids who were like. 16, mm -hmm. 17 mm -hmm. years old, mm -hmm. 15, 16, mm -hmm. 17, mm -hmm. um, who went into it knowing that they were not going to like it. Right. And at the end... Someone went into it... Uh, the, they, West Side Story. Otherwise, West Side Story. The, yeah. They, okay, got it. They, you know, because they hear musical, mm -hmm. and it was predominantly boys. Mm -hmm. And they didn't think they were going to like it. Right. And they... And by the end, they were like, man... Maria loved Tony more right. than she loved her brother, right. and she was—I mean, it really—it got them fueled. I think it because the first musical, and I want to talk about West Side Story for yeah. one thing, but the first musical I remember seeing was um, *Sound of Music*. Okay. And so I was going to say the three, which I like, but I, I don't love. I, I okay, like it. I like it a lot. I mean, I like it a lot. I like the music. Yes. I like I really and and, and Julie Andrews. And, and who, oh my God, who knew Nazis would be relevant? Again? <laughs> my God. <laughs> I certainly didn't, but okay. I'm surprised there wasn't any ticky tor torches in that movie. Yeah, um, there may have been, but there whatever. May have been. But so, but so, yeah. So, Sound of Music was a relevant one, uh, and West Side Story was the other quintessential because you said that you know it's a music for people who don't necessarily like musicals, and I think so and the third one may be like I think I saw Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, the, the one with Ted Neely. Yeah, uh, back I never, day. I never cared but for that one. Was, it's okay. It's it's well, I'm okay. I was, gonna, in the, if, I was if, in the more of the hair camp. If we're yeah. if we're gonna talk <laughs> cross the Broadway now musicals, I should let y'all know my favorite musical of all time is Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, it's the one I know by heart. Okay, the next one is here because <laughs> I actually did hear. Right, I actually did that musical. I toured with Jim Rado, which was great, amazing. Oh wow, cool! So I love the music with nice. that. Nice, um, and. Oh, you just took me back to something different. But anyway, um, oh, but the 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 theatrical version of the Milos Forman here was terrible, no, terrible. No, but I, I get, didn't mind it when I saw it, but I right, was a kid. It's terrible. So I had lower levels. If you saw, if you, if you saw the movie as as it was in a kid, fine. Yeah. But if you have no yeah. frame of reference to the musical, it sucks. Right. It really does. Right. But anyway, but I wanted to get back to West Side Story. The only thing I was going to say about West Side Story is that the Spielberg is doing West Side Story. Yeah. The only thing that will make me happy is can we have at least a Latina Maria, hopefully Puerto Rican Maria, yeah, and at least a Latina uh, Bernardo or Puerto Rican Bernardo because it broke my heart to find out that George, George Shakaris Shakaris is and... not Puerto Rican. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my God, it's really? Greek, right? He's dope, he's Greek. Yeah. And he's yeah. dope and he's amazing. Yeah. You know, 
But yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. So it's it's it, let's you know, and I could yeah. I could I could see all the 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 the, the, the uh, alt right people going, well, what's wrong with blah 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 blah? Because yeah. with the black people blah 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 all the time. Yeah. It's like, what would you like a black line? Well, we are having a black line king finally. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Anyway, but yeah, but that's the only thing that I would love people to do. And well, I think, and I yeah. think that, and, and you know, if he <clears throat> wants to really be authentic, they'll be right. speaking Spanish. They would be. You're right. Uh, but, at but, least but, with but each you know other. What, though? But you know what, though? I'll push back on that. Because the whole point of, what was um, the other character? Um, 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 from Lucha Company, Rita Moreno's character. Yes. Um, What's Anita. Her? Um, Anita. The whole thing with Anita was she wants to be American. And I like yeah. to be in a... So... It made sense that they like her camp wouldn't she, speak Spanish, but the, I think the sharks because they're trying would to be American, right? I think the sharks would speak Spanish, it's particularly in front of the Jets, to not True. I, so I they think, don't I, understand what I, they're saying. Yes, I think if there's if it was vernacular, yes, and yes, if it outright, you know what? Yeah, I agree with you. I do agree with you. That is a good point. Um, but I think the other point is I want to prove that they're. Particularly now in this climate, now we're talking about politics. Yeah. Particularly now, uh, where the country is so divisive, and I think um, particularly the the hue of brown. Yes. Because there's always a, a brown hue under the radar yes. in this political movement. Yes. Whether it's black or or, or uh, Muslim, now it's well not now it's it's a rotation of all yeah. the brown shades of brown. You know, with the caravan moving on us and all that stuff, as as of this podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, I think um, I do think that um, the trying to ground oneself in this country as an American is something that should be talked about in this film. And yes. Would, and I think it would be an excellent way to sort of discuss that without beating it over your head if yes. there was choices made whether or not they did speak Spanish or not. You know what I mean? Yes. I think I think it yes. would be timely. And, and, I, would, yeah, and I think yeah. there's definitely something to be said that, you know, you don't have to speak English to be an American. Right. Right. Speaking English does not... Right. Like, what the hell, when somebody says, know, speak American, like, what the what is what the hell is speaking American? With yeah. a southern drawl? Yeah. With, with hip-hop yeah. slang? With, you know what I mean? Yeah. With, yeah. And you, I mean, we used to have the stereotypical, the West Coast thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaiians are Americans. Yeah. So Puerto Ricans Puerto Rico, are Americans. There we go. So let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And it, it's amazing to me because, wow, we're all over the place. Yes. Uh, that that bothers me in terms of their American identity. I mean, for a multitude of reasons that you can guess. Yes. Right? But it's like we never have the discussion when Columbus Day rolls around or St. Patrick's Day rolls around. Yeah. Or even yeah. when a Jewish holiday rolls around. It's yeah. always a discussion when it's a seriously ethnic thing that we're talking about and it's like you know it's like the, the the reason america is america is because of its you know multiculturalism and all yes. that stuff yeah so you know i don't want to get into too much in, in, into a tangent about it because this isn't a pod saves uh america podcast i guess um but i will say though that um i mean us you know, yeah. someone from a biracial background and someone from an uh, American Trinidadian background, we got into the love of, of movies. I mean, in my, on my, in my view, I got to where I am as far as being for diversity in movies because there was one spark. You know what I mean? Like, the spark was, okay, the first movie I saw was Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. And then there was a whole bunch of all-white films mm -hmm. that I watched that, that I held 
to a certain level, like Godfather, Deer Hunter, all of these films. We could talk about all of those films, right? To the point that... Which is, and it's interesting, I'm just mm-hmm, a brief tangent, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Godfather, you know, back in the day, the Italians were mm-hmm. not considered white. This, right, exactly. They're, they right. were, you know... But by the time... Uh, by the know. time, you know, you read in the 50s and 60s, right. it's all different. But, right, But right. it's interesting from whatever perspective that... Mm-hmm. The Godfather and mm-hmm. the Italians is a, you know, yeah, yeah, all it, white. <laughs> right, it is right, exactly. As opposed to it's, Italian American, yeah, or you know, um, but even with that, it's like, um, it. I was into movies so much so as a kid that when something wasn't white, it 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 was so. It opened my eyes so much wider. Like I was like, "What is that?" So did you, you see The Wiz? So, The Wiz, I saw, I want to say a little, I know I saw it on television in Trinidad. And it's so funny, because movies was one thing, but everything else was another. Meaning, in the movies that I saw at the time, and even though we were just coming out of the black exploitation movement, I never saw black exploitation mm-hmm. films until much later. Like, my, my worldview of films was, again, Star Wars, Godfather, stuff like yeah. that, right? Music was a whole different thing. Because yeah. disco was dying, right? right? Rap and, and then hip hop was just starting. Yeah. So I was always into the classics. Like, yes, I was a Beatles fan, right? Mm-hmm. I was into '60s hippie music. Yes. But a part of that was the whole gentrification, for lack of a better term, of how blues influenced all of that stuff. Yeah. So when R and B and the Motown thing was happening, I was there for it. So oh, yeah. you know what I mean. So so by the time the Wiz came around, I was like, Michael Jackson's an actor. What? <laughs> And I knew that as a kid. And I was like, yeah. well, let me see. And Diana Ross, really? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Diana Ross and Michael said, what? Yeah. The Motown people? They're yeah. in a movie? Yeah. In a movie called The Wizard of Oz that I never saw, but I knew it was white and they black. What? So, yeah. So, that stuff started informing me. So, I'm glad yeah. you asked that because, again, that was before uh, black exploitation. Like, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. But I knew what The Wiz was. Yeah. And when that came out, it was like, oh, there's this whole side of movies that I want to see now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so what did you think when you saw, I'm assuming you mm-hmm. saw The Color Purple. Okay, yes. Is, is, Excellent and, assumption. And there was a, I recall, the, I recall the controversy of, is this a black film because the director is it's, Spielberg? Right. And, and is, you know, can a non-person of color, color. direct a black film "Quote unquote black film and what does it mean to be, right. you know, a right. black film, and uh, you know who was it that I Spielberg himself actually was apprehensive mm-hmm. was. about doing it, mm-hmm. and I cannot remember who it was that spoke to him, mm-hmm. but it might have been Quincy Jones. I think it was Quincy Jones. I think it was Quincy Jones. Yes, right. And did the music. Yes, I believe it was Quincy Jones mm-hmm. who basically said, mm-hmm. you know." You didn't have to go to Mars to do E.T. Right. Or exactly. Close Encounters. And exactly. Exactly. Like, like, you know, Yeah. we all, and at the end of the day, it's about people. Right. You know how, and I'm just making this assumption and I could be very wrong, so this is my world, in Dwayne's world, <laughs> black people know who Guns N' Roses is because of that song, Welcome to the Jungle. Why? Because the theme song for a little movie called Lean on Me was Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. So black yes. people know 
Morgan Freeman as Joe Clark <laughs> and all of that stuff. But they know Welcome to the Jungle because that was the theme song for that song. Yes. The director of that movie was John Avildsen, who directed Rocky. Yes. Right? That yes. Was, so, you do, so in, in other words, it wasn't a person of color that directed Lean on Me. Right. See, matter of fact, The Wiz wasn't. I'm. I have to look it up, but I'm, it was. I don't think The Wiz was a black director either. I'm gonna look it up. Let's look because this is an important. Aye. Let's let's do this now. Let's figure it out. I'm not gonna make a bet on it, but let's see. I bet you, I know who the director is, but I don't know who the director is. But I don't think the person is black. The Wiz, and I know y'all are listening to podcasts like you need guys need to look this up. I don't think the answer to this. Uh, the director is. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I don't believe. Um, I bet you. I, I, I mean, I. Okay. I want to say it's it's somebody well known. I know. I know it is. The Wiz. Come on, come on. Sydney Lumet directed The Wiz. I knew it. Yes. Sydney Lumet directed The Wiz. Okay. So, if that isn't proof, if that and the color purple isn't proof that you don't need to be of that culture to direct the film, even though it's very important. And even though I would, I would prefer. Let's just let me put it this way: the color purple wouldn't be the cultural well, then, phenomenon as it is right now. Spielberg hadn't directed it. Well, or it does, might have even been greenlit if Spielberg didn't direct it. True. Does it mean though the inverse of that is mm-hmm. if a person of color, mm-hmm. say uh, Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. if they direct a film, mm-hmm. does that mean it's a black film? Okay, that's so not, right. So I think that was your original question. Yeah. I think the film. I think it's a, it's a, it's it's an evolution, right? Meaning it has to evolve in order to be. And is claimed. that and is that even a thing? Like, is black film a genre? Um, I think because of the percentage of films that are released that can be called that, even to this standard, I think the only one, the only time a black film had it had a genre is black exploitation, right? When that started. And many of those directors were not black. Right. Exactly. Um, and again, I want to use the music reference. Because Melvin Van Peebles. Right. But, exa- right. Know. Right. But so. But he, even he was, you know. Right. So so because because now we're at a point now, black film isn't a genre. Because it, you have genres, again, uh, thriller, sci-fi, action, all that's a genre, right? Is Tyler Perry a genre? <sighs> <laughs> I'm throwing you all the good ones. Wow, I can't even finish answering one question. Okay, let's yeah. let let let's let's do the deep dive. Yeah. So Tyler Perry, in my estimation, is what would be the equivalent of the Chitlin Circuit, mm-hmm. cheap, fast, and dirty uh, productions that appeal to a certain demographic. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. In my mind. Certain demographics weren't getting served. Okay, so when I was growing up, again, I told you what my estimation of Hollywood films were: mm-hmm. the big budget, serious A plus or A grade movies were not getting the black or non-white treatment in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So when uh, Wiz would come out, I think it was probably seen as. I mean, you can even go further back. I, I can, I can, I, the, my mind is an amazing thing. It, 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 it does this. I'm not a woman, so I can't do two things at once. Because what flashed in my mind when I said that was this film, you know, because you're, you're a classic. Mm-hmm. So who was the director of 
Carmen Jones? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, um, White director, famous yeah, director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who dated Dorothy Dandridge. Uh, Otto Preminger. Thank you. So, I think The Wiz is, is an equivalent of, of uh, Carmen Jones, where it's just a vanity project from a high-ranking white director that just wanted just to do this project and mm-hmm. have it not be taken seriously, only to be appreciated years later. Because these films, such as Carmen Jones, or even stuff even further like Cabin in the Sky, mm-hmm. you know, are films that set the groundwork for people who aren't white to get involved. Like, you had Oscar Micheaux back in the day, but yeah. you don't know who Oscar, uh, uh, Oscar Micheaux is. Right. You have to kind of go back to look to see what his stuff is, right? But you had artists because... Uh, and just so, just for people out there who don't mm-hmm. know, Oscar Micheaux was a basically one of the first right. black film directors, right. and he directed, at the time, mm-hmm. the movies that he directed were considered race films. Right. That, right. so, so that was I'm the black you. film Thank of the you. day. Thank you. They were race films. Thank you for bringing that. And they would tour the black theaters right. uh, around the country, right. uh, rarely in the South, right. mostly in New York, mm-hmm. Chicago, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, you know, more right. in the, the North and right. West. And they went to the South, but not, you know, smaller Black communities. Right, and this is why she is the former star. And Jerry Carlson would be proud of her. As I am. So, right, so exactly, so you have the race film, okay? So, Otto did Carmen Jones. Was that, was, that a, was that a black film or was that a white film? Because you had a highfalutin white filmmaker doing a film that with an all black cast. I've, it was at the time it, w- it was considered a black film because of the main because of the because cast. the because of the because cast. that's what you see right. right okay right so now same thing with the Wiz the Wiz over time see what I'm saying over time yeah. it evolved the word I use is evolution yeah studio may see them as throwaways but then once you started realizing that black people started putting buying tickets for these films yeah and people are, are just getting it's like it's 2018 yeah 2018. Yep. The concept of the black uh, film goer still is a thing because we're so worried about overseas markets, yeah. right? Yeah. That people are still going, oh, when Black Panther comes out in 2018. And I'm like, black people or people of color have been going to see movies for decades upon decades. And y'all, the 90s wasn't a hint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the whole Spike yeah. Lee. Yeah. Uh, Matty Rich, John Singleton. John Singleton. That yeah. wasn't a hint. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's like, it's, it's a big revelation now. Well, I think that they could have pro- they probably, <clears throat> in terms of the 90s, wrote that off in terms of like, well, uh, you got Boys in the Hood with right. a one-off and it's thugs. In, 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 I'll in push the, back on that too because... I would too. I'm just saying, right. from, from a perspective of, well, mm-hmm. catering to a certain mm-hmm, audience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood... Was probably seen as an anath, you know, right. anathema. Of, right. It's 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 telling, you know, the story of of uh, gang life mm-hmm. in South Central mm-hmm. LA, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, that's I could see. So what we're just going to do a whole bunch of movies now about right. gang life? But see, I mean, I think it was pigeonholed in terms. Yeah. Of, this no, is you're what, right. You're right. This is what if you this you, is what quote unquote black life you're is. Right. You're right. Remember, it's gang life. You remember when? Boys in Hood came out, there was a slew of non-black directed films. I don't want to say slew, but I could think of two. I could think of one filmmaker that yeah. jumped on that 
could train. And that one filmmaker is Oliver Stone. Mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood came out, right? Mm-hmm. Menace came out and tore it up. Oliver Stone produced two quote-unquote hood films. One was called Zebrahead, mm-hmm. with everybody's favorite white dude invited to the Black Barbecue to Michael Rappaport. <laughs> right? Yes. And the other oh, film was a film called South Central with yeah. uh, Glenn Plummer, I believe his name was. And both were produced. I don't know if they were, I think, I can't remember who directed them, but they were definitely produced by Oliver Stone. Right, right. And it was one of those things where, okay, we get it. Now. But it was definitely. And and there's another one. Um, for, so, and then Juice. Right, okay. So I was going to say, yeah. for every sort of genre black hood film, there was a white produced counterpart for that, right? Right. So Juice was a result of an East Coast response to that, Ernest Dickinson, which I love that film, and Tupac killed it. Mm-hmm. But then there was, did you see um, King of New York? Yeah. Barbet Schroeder, I think, yes. after that? Barbet, I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing him. He did a hood film that featured Christopher Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken in a hood film is very wow and weird. <laughs> weird. It kind of blows my mind, right? So yeah, was, yeah. who was in that film? It was Wesley Snipes, Larry Fishburne, like uh, a bunch of black... Well, then that's all you needed. Right. But, <laughs> so, so again, it goes back to my point of... Now yeah. you're realizing that the black ticket holders and you know what I mean? Yeah. So so right. So anyway, you, you and really you, got me in a rant. And then you one. get you know, and then you <laughs> get sort of the quote unquote softer side of it with right. with something like um, uh, uh, poetic justice, right? Which I actually quite like. A, I, a I, lot. Like I, I like poetic justice. I like poetic justice. I did. Um, Tupac is great in that. Yeah, he is. Tupac is um, great in a lot of films. Uh, his last two were really good. Really good. But they're definitely, the 90s was, uh, the 90s sort of black independent mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. world, so mm-hmm. to speak, was definitely more um, leaning towards gang right. life, gang culture, right. thug, thug, you know, quote unquote thug life. Now, it's interesting uh, that that was happening in movies. Well, Meanwhile, the gangs were in L.A. Right. Right next to Hollywood. Oh, Colors was the other one I was thinking of. Colors. Right, which was it's, also great. Right. It's not Sean Penn. Yeah, Sean Penn and Robert. Uh, uh, Robert, Robert Duvall. Duvall. Right. Yeah. Right. Isn't that bad? Actually? No, it's a great film, it's, but it's what I'm saying, oh, right, but again, yeah. it's like Hollywood sees the, the, the um, potential in, it was almost like black exploitation all over again. It was like, oh, let's just crank these babies out. Yeah. And people are going to go see them. And some of it, like again, King of New York was really good. Mm-hmm. Colors was really good. Zebrahead was meh. And yeah. South Central was meh. But, you know, yeah. th- these, they're great films. But, again, the pigeonholing you're talking about. And what I was going to say was, in movies, you had all this pigeonhole thing happening. Meanwhile, you had black directors on television, like mm-hmm. uh, Robert Hooks, who mm-hmm. went on to do Passage 57, which was dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, Eric Snipes? Yes, yeah. right? Yeah. Eric Laneville, who, every, who we know as that... Eric Laneville was, I believe he was in The White Shadow, but he definitely also was in Seen Elsewhere. If you remember all the black people in Seen Elsewhere, it was Denzel Washington. <laughs> yes. Alfred Woodard for a while. Yes. And remember the, 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 the who wasn't an intern, he was a, a I think it was oh, a man. nurse. I, yeah, the, the, the mustache. I can show you his picture. But Eric Laneville, that vaguely, guy. Vaguely, 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 yes. Eric yes. Laneville, who was also in a movie with uh, Bill Cosby from City Party back, a piece of the action was in that movie too. Okay. He went on, t- and to this day, he still directs television. Yeah. And he was directing 
stuff that like episodes of like LA Law, for example. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So television right. established Which a world. Which was actually <clears throat> people who, you know, weren't like growing up in the eighties. Right. LA Law, mm -hmm. for all of its silliness and right. soapiness right. was actually quite groundbreaking. Yes, rest in, in peace, Mr. Uh, 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 oh, Stephen Blaschko. Yes. Um, it, I mean, you have the introduction of Jimmy Smits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have the introduction of Blair Underwood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have, Well, before Blair, remember who was the Black Glory on there before? I, uh -huh, I can see the, the phrase, but I can't pull he the name. You mentioned his dad a few minutes, uh, about a few minutes ago, his father. Mentioned, oh, his, you mentioned his father. Um, when we talk about black exploitation, you mentioned his father. Oh, 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 yes, 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 Peebles. Yes, Mario yes, Peebles. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he was. Yes. Um, so it was a very, you know, up until that point, mm -hmm. you know, lawyer, now cop shows, you have Hills, Hill Street Blues, which, yes, was diverse, but is, lawyer uh, shows. Say, oh, Hill Blues. Yes, sure. and I've been watching Hill Street Blues recently. Same. Re oh, my gosh. Anyway, yes. Um, yes. um, but lawyer shows mm -hmm. were not diverse, as diverse as what L.A. What was the big lawyer show before L.A. Law, though? What was I don't even know show? the big lawyer show before I can't LA think of Law. anyone, because I'm thinking, of course, I love thinking The Practice, thinking that's, Alan McBeal. That's afterwards. Right, but I can't think of anything in the 70s, a lawyer show in the I 70s. I can't even think of one. Huh. If, if, if Emmy has an email or a, Instagram, hit her up and answer these questions. What was the big I mean, it's like you have Perry Mason. Right, right. Yeah, see, in I'm, the sixties. Yeah. yeah. And and can't I can't think, think of, of a lawyer. I mean, if we can I think of a dozen cop shows, but we can't think of any. If story. I think, I mean, but I think when I think of TV in the seventies, mm -hmm. I think Norman Lear. Right. You know. Norman Lear and. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I I I think Archie Bunker right. and 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 you know All in the Family, right. Mash. Right. And then in the eighty early eighties, you get mm -hmm. Cheers, mm -hmm. and I can't think of like. Lawyer shows, it was more like cops and hospitals. Right. Exactly right. You're right. You know? You're absolutely right. And more the sitcom. Right. Um, I can't think of a lawyer show, no, though. I can't. Not in the in 70s. The, in, the, in the 70s. Right. There were lawyers on. Right. You know. Right. Hill like, Street Hill Blues. Blues. Uh, uh, Davenport. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, was that Veronica Hamill? Veronica Hamill, right. Um, and Joyce Davenport, right. Yes. Right. Uh, she was a lawyer. But there weren't... Um, I can't think of It wasn't of centered around show. lawyers, right. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's all over the place. Yeah. But 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 right, but on television you had black people directing those episodes back yeah. in the day. Eric Lane yeah. was one of them. Um this guy who was who directed Bustin Loose with Richard Pryor. Oh, um Light Skin Brother, uh, uh, uh Michael Schultz. Yes. Right. Yes, he was yes. he was doing And hey, stuff. you had Sidney Poitier directing. Okay. Okay, so Sydney. Okay, because <laughs> the point I was going to make was it. it, it, it He's it, from it, your neck of the woods, right. isn't he? He is. He was actually He's born. Bahamian. Right. He was his Bahamian uh, heritage. Yes. So a little north from my neck. Oh, the yeah. I'm way south. I'm from Trinidad. Um, you threw Sydney Poitier in there. Okay. So what I was going to say before Sydney was thrown in there was that it took a while for black directors and film to not direct hood films. I mean, we, we can go there. Yeah. I was thinking of. Casey Lemons, uh, Eve's Body, stuff like that, yes, right? Yes, yes. But um, Sidney Poitier was interesting because he was the guy that was my guy for acting. Like, yeah. So I was watching movies as a kid, and I saw, you asking my favorite actors, Dustin Hoffman's, 
the Mark Hamill's, the Jack Nicholson's, the Robert Redford's, right? Actresses, yeah. Jacqueline Bissett's. Jacqueline uh, Bissett. I'm, I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, who's the one in Chinatown? Uh, 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 who's in Mommy Dearest? Uh, um, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Uh, Sally Field. Oh, we could go yes. down the list. You liked Meryl her. Sh you really, I really liked, liked her. her. And Meryl Streep. I was I was effing with Meryl Streep from day one. Okay. Day one. Okay. And okay. I, if you listen, Meryl. Right, but the first black face, and of course, Lena Horne was always there. Right. But when it came to, again, I had a mind, I, had, I formed in my, my uh, young mind yeah. what movie making was. Yeah. And it, it looked like the 70s movies. Yeah. Yeah. So the first guy that I saw as a kid that was like, oh, who is this guy with Sidney Poitier? And I remember yeah. the first Sidney Poitier movie I saw was um, The Story of Love. Okay. And okay. I remember to serve love because his character, Mark Thackeray, was a Caribbean British. Even though, he, not that I think about it, he didn't have a British accent, but he, we, he, he, he taught in a poor... He taught in a British school. In a, British, in a poor British yeah, school. Yeah, I thought he was right. American, but he, he, but he taught in he, a British right, school. Right, which is interesting. I got to look back. I, I, I remember the film, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Mr. Thackeray. Thackeray. Yeah, I but believe he, did he have was a scene, American. Right, he had a scene yeah. in the class where he spoke in an accent. Yes. And they didn't understand what he was like, well, no, of course, I don't sound like Sydney, yeah. but I don't understand what you guys say either. Yeah. Remember that line? <laughs> yes. Um, but, so Sydney was the guy. Yeah. And I had to go back and find... See, in the heat of the oh night. Oh, my God, in the heat of the night. Yes. Oh, my that was God. The, the, I heard, that was the, the slap heard around the, the world. Well, I, <laughs> I have to tell you, I think that uh, at least three times a month, I go on YouTube... <laughs> and I look at that scene just to see Rod Steiger chew his gum and stop chewing. Rod Steiger is wonderful dude, in that movie. Dude, dude. He is wonderful. Oscar well deserved. I mean, Oscar really, well he is from he. You, if you just did mm -hmm. in the heat of the night mm -hmm. and on the waterfront, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I never saw. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll have to do my homework, but I never saw. So you, you have to see her face, log guys. She's like. I, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> I can't finish um, one. But yes. Well, if you love Rod Steiger, you yes, should see On the Waterfront. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And No Way to Treat a Lady. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll look into that too. But, uh, but no, Rod Steiger in that movie is mm -hmm. just he's wonderful. Per he's perfect. He's and, perfect. And, and, and I, it, it's so... There's something that he does that's so believable mm -hmm. because it's not like at the end of the film you think that he is a completely changed person right. and he's like kumbaya right. you know i love right. black people yep. he you you get the sense that he is happy that he's leaving yes. but but and you know why but he respects him you know why he's happy because in that very scene where that guy gets smacked in the greenhouse yes and he goes what are you going to do about that boy and he, and and, and Rasaka goes i don't know he just like the he was like what just happened yeah and I don't know what to do about this because by this point he is Virgil Tibbs yes you know even before yes. the slap yes it's like he gets taken in there you know it's like who's this boy from wherever blah 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 yeah like, oh we got a suit oh all this stuff but he's established himself as a smart capable detective yes. by this point when he goes to the green and he knows that he, and he is. knows that he is and he might even be afraid of him yeah so by the time he smacks the dude the most respected guy in his county because I think <laughs> Yes, because I think that level-wise, mm -hmm. I think Poitier's character, Tibbs, right, is right. actually higher up 
than yeah, it's, Steiger. Yes, Steiger yeah. He's a detective. Because you, you know this guy is college educated. I don't even know yes. if he's a subject, but he's educated. But he's a homicide detective yes. in Pittsburgh uh, or Philadelphia. It, uh, um, yeah, I can't remember. I want to say Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, whereas this is, he's like a sergeant. Right. In, or you sheriff know, or whatever. Like, he's the guy in the town, but... In, like, but, Nowheresville, South Nowhere. It, it's interesting because Virgil, is, he has nothing to lose. Like, he's right. like, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> I'm stuck here, right? I'm doing you a favor. Type yeah. Thing. So yeah. it's interesting for him to be in that that mindset and have, you know, um, uh, Steiger's character look at him like, oh, I'm actually learning something. But I... Because th- this is his world. Yes. And in, in this world... Bro, boy, you know, boys are down here. Yeah. And, you know, or serving iced tea. Yes, right? yes. And I'm in the, the the big man's, literally the big house. Yes. With this guy who is a neighborhood and stalwart. I've, and I've always loved the look of the um, the servant, older mm. black yes, guy. When he's, oh, yes. When he sees the... the yep. I've, and every time I see it, I think it's something else. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, I've, and there have been times when I've saw exactly it what you're where saying. I think he thinks... That wasn't very. Yep, he's exactly. not necessarily on Sydney's side. <laughs> you you don't know whether it's you don't know whether it's like oh my god did he just do that to oh my god can I do that yeah. <laughs> can I do that, that and oh my god what's he gonna do to me exactly, tonight exactly exactly because he's gonna get his revenge Ladies and it's and gonna be on me go go on TCM go on Amazon find this movie and watch it again. Because you know, it you would be find very, something new every single time. I think it would be very interesting mm-hmm. to watch because in a way they have similarities right. as 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 different as they are, mm-hmm. there are similarities mm-hmm. between and I know people are gonna go, What mm-hmm. when I say this? Mm-hmm. In the heat of the night mm-hmm. and the first Beverly Hills cop. No, I see it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Now that you said it, I totally got it. Yes. You no, know I see it. I totally see it. You I get totally a you get it. a you get a black cop totally out of it. not you know from Detroit in right. this case right. out in L A right. with white mm-hmm. cops who mm-hmm. are kind of hickish mm-hmm. and he's got to school them. I wouldn't say they were and, hickish. Well, it, I would it say they were privileged because that's privileged. the thing. Because well, these Judge guys remember that right. character is a little well. He's he's green. He's, he's green. not even green, but he's like he's dopey. He's, he, he's, he's, he's idealistic. Color. Right. Yes. Right. John, what's it? John, um, oh, God, I love this actor. I can't remember his name. He was in Midnight Run with De Niro and Charles Grodin. John. Oh, God. Where's I my can phone? see, again, he, John, I can see his face. Oh, John, uh, where's my phone? I don't know where it is. Where's my phone? Where's my phone, damn it? Okay, so, right. But, yeah, this, oh, God. Anyway. Um, I think that there could be, a, 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 you could write a paper. Mm-hmm. On the through line, yes, from absolutely in the heat of the night, which absolutely. is clearly a drama, mm-hmm. to the comedy that is Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. But you John Ashton, I don't even have John, to look it up. It's yes. John Ashton, I remember right. Um, no, that's not John Ashton because John, is it John Ashton? No, that's um, that's that, that's, that that's the that's, that, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, say that's on. not. Or is that John Ashton? That's John Ashton. Okay, yes. but I think this guy's John Ashton. Okay, oh, hold on, let me check. Um. But no, I. I'm on iTunes. I. Uh, I'm on an iPhone, ladies and gentlemen. I'm an Android guy, <laughs> and your hostess just gave me a damn iPhone, and I don't know what the <laughs> hell. Just look up uh, cast on that. Where the heck phone. are you? Yeah, where's my phone? John Ashton. Yeah. Yeah, so I was right. John yeah, Ashton. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Um. Sean, Sean Ashton's dad is is a uh, Gomez from Addicts Family. Yes, that's John Ashton. Go, 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 not, not, what's Gomez and Samwise. Samwise. Um, 
Gamgee. Gamgee, right. Anyway, yes. So yes, yes. Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. And as you said it, it was... <laughs> My horrible, horrible, horrible... <laughs> okay. When Eddie Murphy was funny. Yeah. No, that... Wow, you said that and it turned my head around because it was... It's actually a flip because in, in the heat of the night, it's podunk sheriff with sophisticated black cop yes. versus sophisticated white privileged cop and streetwise yeah. cop. And 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 it and it, it was a perfect blend. And and that to me is still my that is my favorite Eddie Murphy movie of all time. Number one, without a doubt. Yes. And 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 and, 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 and even more yeah. than trading places? Yes. Even more than trading places. Trading places was because trading places is a funny film. It's and it's funny. a comedy. It's yes. hilarious. It's funny. Beverly Hills Cop is an action film that happens to be funny. Because remember Beverly Hills Cop was supposed to be Sylvester Stallone in it, if you didn't know. He was supposed to be I did uh, not know that. Sylvester Stallone, it was made for him. And somewhere along and the line... And he was supposed to be Eddie Murphy's character? And somewhere along the line, they, oh, were, they were trying gosh. to catch lighting in a bar with Eddie Murphy. Right. And then Sylvester Stallone went on to make Beverly Hills Cop, but it was called Cobra. Yeah. Cobra came out of that. Cobra Kai, do right. I die? <laughs> Karate Kid reference. <laughs> yeah, she took, she took a very interesting Sylvester Stallone film and turned it into a very interesting Ralph Marshall. <laughs> I don't know where my phone is. Because I want to have um, my phone on my side for when I get stuck like that again. Um, but no, I, I so, so you have the 90s and mm-hmm. then you move into... Um, and in the '90s, obviously, we have the emergence of Spike Lee. Right. Well, right, right. And right, and do right. you have a favorite Spike Lee movie? My favorite, yes. My favorite Spike Lee movie, without a doubt, is Do the Right Thing. And that's not '90s. That's 1989. Nine. Yeah. 1989. The number. <laughs> Another summer. Get down. Sound of the funky drummer. Music hitting your heart. Cousin Earth got soul. Brothers and sisters. Come on, that's Public Enemy. Fight the power. Radio Raheem's favorite jungle. So that's why I remember yes. it's 1989. Yes. It was 1980- yes. That's my yes. favorite. So and visually, as a cinematographer, the brightness of that Eric movie. Dickerson shot the shit out yes. of that film. Yes, he did. Yes, which is why I like Eric Dickerson as a director. Which Eric Dickerson recently has been doing, like, well, recently within the last four years, did episodes of The Walking Dead, which were beautifully shot, but mm-hmm. were also the worst episodes because there were episodes where favorite characters die. Um, anyway, that's all other conversation. Um, but yo, know, do the right thing. Do you have a least favorite, Spike Lee? Or a movie you just I hate that movie. I know it's by I got to. I, I have to. I have to. I have not seen Miracle at St. Anna. I have not seen um I think mine is Son of Sam or Summer of Sam. No. I got I'm one worse than that. I got okay. two worse than that. Okay. Um I have not seen Miracle at St. Anna. I have not seen um Sweet Blood of Jesus and there's another one that I didn't <laughs> see. Oh, uh, the one with uh, Anthony Mackey, where he's screwing a bunch of women. I can't remember the name of that one. To me, the my least favorite Spike Lee film is a tie between uh, Red Hook Summer, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be a spiritual sequel to Do the Right Thing, because okay. Spike Spike Lee cameos in it as Mookie. Right. And um, um, on and I mentioned it. Um, I just said it before. Um, Chirac, Chirac. Oh, okay. Those two. Summer of Sam. Okay, so now this is this is the the where we were trying to get to right. thirty forty minutes ago. Yeah. When we were talking about how. Black films were pigeonholed, or black right. filmmakers were doing either hood films or black films. Right. I was gonna use Spike Lee as an example because he did two films that were not known as black films. 
He did um, forty-eight, the forty, no, twenty-fifth hour, which yes. I'm, I'm seeing with Ed Norton. And you say you haven't I seen have it. I've not seen it. And you know, right? And he did. I one. liked it. Right. And I, don't, I heard it's really and, good. And I don't really even care for Ed Norton in general. Right. right. But I like that right. movie. I, that I, is good. I, I'm sorry, guys. I will. I will do my homework and see that film. He he did because Spike had before twenty-fifth hour. He was doing the black films. Right. right? Do the right thing. Ultimate favorite. Malcolm X is another one that's leaps and bounds. Amazing filmmaking, right? Yeah. But then Spike proved that he can do non. Oh, I'm sorry. I, he he did a hint of directing a, a, a. It was a quote unquote hood film, a street film, but it had a white lead actor. He did a film called. Um, it was um, his brother's first film. It was with Harvey Keitel. Um. Uh, um. I know, I know. I can hear y'all in in, in Podland screaming it at me, and without looking it up, um, it was Clockers. Thank yes, you, Clockers. yeah, and I, that you know that, that was in my head like Clockers. ten minutes ago. Clockers. So he, so Clockers was the first yes, film that yes. I remember in which he had a, he had Harvey like he had a big name white actor, right? And it was like, oh shit, really? So he did that, and then Twenty Fifth Hour, where it was right. more, was most oh, and then Summer Sam. I'm trying to remember was before or after that. Yeah. So I think I appreciated 25th, which I didn't see. I appreciated that effort, but I did see Summer Sam and I did see Clockers. And I pre and I think I appreciate Summer Sam because Spike was trying well, he tried two things. He was trying to do the reverse I think he was trying to do too much. Right. He was trying to the do the, re the reverse um um uh I wanna be in America, the reverse West Side story by having John Lebanon yeah. play Italian. Yes. Right? He was yes. trying to do that. Yes. Um he was trying to still harp on this Shout out to John Leguizamo. Yeah, 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 I love yeah, John Leguizamo yeah, and his yeah. uh, his his special on Netflix, yeah, yeah, Latin History yeah, for Morons, yeah, is hilarious and must see. Watch. I met John Leguizamo because he came to the studio because I think he was doing theater talk, and I I had to tell that brother he he's that brother is dope. Yes. And not and not only is he yes. a great writer, he's welcome to the barbecue. Or, 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 <laughs> yeah, dude, John Leguizamo, if if yo. You, you're the man. I would love to work with you one day, Love because he's an amazing actor. Yes. Like, I saw, what was that movie? Like, he's everything he does is dope, but he did, uh, what's that Michael J. Isn't Fox Isn't he, one? oh, Casualties, Casualties of, of War. War? Yes, Casualties of War. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. Like, holding his own with Sean Penn and Michael J. Fox. Yeah, like yeah. Like, holding his own. Yeah. That bro that brother's dope. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and and he also is. Uh, I think he and Wesley Snipes mm -hmm. elevated too long to Wong Fu. Oh my God, too that's Wong a Fu. movie that should not be as good as it is, in my opinion. That's because it isn't. But I think no, I it's fun. Right. It is a fun film. It is a fun. film. It is a I fun, will... enjoyable, you know, kickback on a Sunday afternoon. Type you know, film. it's not even the whole drag queen thing because to me, it was done better with. Um, What's the Australian? Well, movie? Priscilla, Queen Priscilla of the Desert, Queen is the definitely Desert. a better film. Because Guy, yes. Guy, Guy Pierce, Pierce and Terrence Stamp, oh, yes. and Mr. 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 Anderson from The Matrix. Yeah. Guy, uh, nope. Um, 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 Hugo, yes. Hugo, uh, Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Yes. Who? I mean, come yes. On. But the thing, what I appreciate with Tuong Fu, thanks for everything, Julian Newmar, is that it was the first film that was opening the door to that. Um, the balls that 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 gave yes. props to the thing that was happening in New York. Yes, you know that Madonna was yeah. appropriating with, yeah. with Vogue and all yeah. that whole world. Which, by the way, if if and if you if y'all have not watched Pose on FX, yes, please do. Yes, 
I was scared for it at first because it was it, to me it was it started. Is it Ryan Murphy? Yes. Who makes me nervous? Does he? Why does he make you nervous? Because I, I I think I know what you mean, but why? Because I think Glee. Right. I think you know. Right. Um, just on. a sort of saccharine, sugary. Um, Nip Tuck though. I was not, I did not watch Nip Tuck. Was, I was, was really not good. a Nip Tuck Nip Tuck. So he did Nip Tuck. He right. does the yeah. he did the People versus the OJ that all that FX stuff. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. my God, she did an eye roll, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't see the Johnny Versace one, but I get I what you mean because it could have been kind of cheesy. Yes. And it, it, I think the very first scene in the show. Is kind of cheesy, right? I mean, it's, it was just like so impossible. Like, what the hell is this? Right. But once you get into it, I have to finish. But once you get into yeah. it, it is a very well like every actor in that film is raw. But my favorite actor in this thing is a brother by the name of Billy, um, um, uh, and I met him too. I'm sorry, Billy. Billy who, Porter. Who, thank you, my God, Billy Porter. Kinky Boots. Yes, who yes. originated Lola in Kinky Boots. Yes. Technically. Well, originated Lola in the, in the musical. Yeah. Because Chu Hichel, Ojim 4, technically originated in the movie. Yeah. Um, but Billy Porter is... Well, he's wonderful. Yeah. Like, that bro... Yo. Yo. So <laughs> so that's why I appreciate um, yeah. Julie Newmar, because it, it, it sort of... Wesley's and... and, and um, Lagazano's character yeah, yeah. showed because you know and Swayze I know right Patrick no, 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 Swayze right too. but right but I mean like, but he was he's a dancer like he's right. sort of more yeah made more sense yes. in terms of Wesley's right. Snipes you got Blade right <laughs> I think Wesley know? was I I will say this much I thought I thought he was uncomfortable in the role I think the most comfortable person yes. in the role was Lagazano mm -hmm. and that's why he elevated because he bought was Chi Chi yeah whatever name was yeah to life. In yes. this film, yes. brought it to life, and I appreciate fearless acting. Yes, um, I was called a fearless actor once by Mr. Jefferson Maves, and and I carry that with me ever since. And that's why I can appreciate fearlessness in others. And I think Billy Porter is a fearless actor. I think Rob Zombie is a fearless actor. Um, I um, there's this uh, Viola Davis doesn't give a shit and all of that. Yeah, and uh, Viola sorry Viola Viola Davis. And there's this actor right now in a series that I'm watching on uh, 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 Amazon called um, The Marvelous Miss Mabel. Which I oh, I love The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel. I didn't want to watch because I heard it was over. Rachel Brosnahan. Rachel Brosnahan is the most fearless actress yes. I've seen in a yes. series right now. With Tony Shalhoub. Shalhoub is Shalhoub. He's, Shalhoub is just always Shalhoub wonderful. Shalhoub is Shalhoub and, and, and Alex uh, Bornstein is, yes. is a yes. gem. And I love her to death. Yes. But Rachel Brosnahan... Like she, the ep, I've only I'm only like four episodes in. Oh, thus far. oh, you're but you're the gonna four love episodes it. that I've seen. I'm like they're I've wonderful. Never seen such commitment to a role. Yes, and it only gets better. Okay. I've seen the whole series, but she's fearless. This, the whole uh, her nude scenes, she she just does. I love when you don't give a damn. And you're yes, like, I'm yes. Literally putting my character out there, boom, and that's it. Yes, no, um, it is it is wonderful, and it only gets better in the second. Season is coming out next right, year. Right, 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 um, right. So I'll get into that. But it's wonderful. Wow, we, we just went all over. So, but but the point, yeah, so Spike Lee, I think that's who we, we've done so many yeah. tangents. Well, when we were talking about black directors coming on the definition of black movies. Like, for example, yeah. Spike Lee directed a film. Like, is, is, is 25th Hour, is that a black film? Is that a black right. movie? You know? Right. Is, uh, we just did another example of a uh, mostly white film. I think it was 25th Hour, right? Is that a black film? Was um, the one with Denzel... 
and Spike directed Jodie Foster, amazing film. Clive Owen. Oh, oh, the the uh, Inside Man. Inside Man is that a black film? Yeah. No. How many black people does it take to make to, a black exactly. film? Exactly, a lot apparently. <laughs> or, you know. Does it just? Can it just be the director, or do you right. need director and exactly. actors? Glory. Right. I mean, going back to the nineties. Right. Yep. Eighties, uh, actually, yep. that was eighty nine. Yep. Um, Glory, which is you know Denzel's breakout. Right. But for me, one of my favorite Denzel movies, mm -hmm. and I, I think Glory's ninety actually. But anyway, Glory is mm -hmm. great, mm -hmm. but. My my two I think my two favorite Denzel Washington mm -hmm. movies mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. Mississippi Masala mm -hmm. with Mira Nair. Mira Nair, Nair, yes. Nair directed. Yes. yes. Wonderful yes. indie She's film. So underrated. I love that She's film. She's so underrated. Um, and and uh, Devil in a Blue Dress. Another gem of an. This movie should get played. Don Cheadle. Y'all couldn't see my face. <laughs> But it, was a, it was a witch talking about Willis yeah, type dude. face. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you, wait, was, no, I'm thinking, I, I have another movie in mind. But I'll the Mighty Quinn? Okay, Mighty Quinn was, was. It's not great, but it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's a good early look, look at Double Washington. Double in a blue, who directed that, by the way? That, oh my God, go to the, let's go to the tape. Yeah, let's go to the tape. Because um, I want to say it's Carl Franklin. I want to. Uh, that sounds Franklin. right. I want to sounds That sounds right yeah. to me. Who, by the way, directed this amazing film called. Um, uh, oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, never get stuck in the MTA before you come to a friend's house because your dream gets a dream. Uh, One False Move. Yes. Uh, well, screenplay, Carl Frank. Oh, so who directed it? Uh, uh, interesting. It's the screenplay. Because <laughs> I really thought it was Carl Franklin. Um, he may have actually, okay. and that was '95, by yep, the way. Let's get this Android out. Um, as we pause, you yeah, it is Carl. Franklin. Carl Franklin, okay, it good. Is Carl Franklin. So right, Carl Franklin is an amazing yeah. filmmaker. He did based that. off the Walter Mosley book. Walter Mosley, right. This movie is shot beautifully. It is probably the best example of what film noir is. Neo noir, Neo, certainly. Right, absolutely. Denzel is subtle. Yes. He's under. He underplays easy. Right, he's not braggadocious. He's not yes. brazen. He is subtly underplayed. He is a slick man. He's very slick. Jennifer Beals Jennifer from Beals Flashdance. Is, 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 the, is the what do you call that 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 genre of the femme fatale? Yes. Is it right? She plays the hell out of the, the well, yeah femme fatale. But yo, this is Don Cheadle. If no one has seen this film, you have got to watch this film for Don Mother Loving Cheadle. Yes. Absolutely. You should have been nominated for this role. Yes. Yes. Should have been. Yes. And this is a, a this is when you turn a black film. This to me is what Moonlight was two years ago. Yes. Where you have a certain specific genre that you choose, and you just paint by the numbers on that genre. Like you yeah. don't try to bend it or curve it. You just stick to that genre. So Devil in a, in a, in a Blue Dress is that whole neo noir film noir Chinatown yes. thing, and does it well. Uh, in the vein of LA Confidential, right? Sort of. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Like Curtis Hansen could have directed. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually kind of prefer or, it to LA Confidential. Right, or or Carl Franklin could have directed to LA Confidential because yes. it's the same notes. You're right. Yeah. Um, what, um, what was I going to go in terms? Yeah, but so like, so like Moonlight, for example, which is the combination to me, like studying and watching black films from the '70s to the '90s to see. 
how it evolved to now we're at Moonlight and it's Beale Street to talk, which I'm yes. looking forward to seeing. Yes. It looks gorgeous. Right? Yes, yes. This is kind of like the type of black films I like watching, where I can see, like, I'm not, I'm not one of these people where, you know, black filmmakers have to come correct all the time. Like, you don't have to be Ava DuVernay every day. Nothing has to be Selma. You know yes. what I mean? Like, every day. Yes. You don't have to do Selma every day. You can do a... And by the way, um, Ava DuVernay's Queen Sugar. Right, which... On, on, the, on the own network. I'm not going to say it, because I, you're going to hate me for saying it. What? You can say it. I haven't watched it either. And I have a good friend. Aline, shout out to Mr. Lini Ballard, who's my boy, my boy, who has done a few episodes of that, and I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it, but people keep telling me I need it's, to watch it. It is so good. I will. I, will, I have I will not. I will, I'm, I'm remiss in that I have not seen the third season. Right. I haven't gotten the chance to watch the third season. Right, right. But I watched the first two. Right. And, oh. See, we're going back and forth just with movies and television. I mean, there's a, there's a, right now, there's a well, golden age right now. Because yes. we can talk about Queen Sugar. We can talk about Atlanta. Yes. We can talk about uh, Insecure. We can talk about all yeah. of those amazing and black they're, shows right They're now. very oh. cinematic. And right. then, you know, you got, um. Jordan Peele with Get Out. Yes. Yeah, we, again, the com- the culmination of, yes. again, of not sticking to a certain genre. And you can be political and not it be hokey and hit you over the head. And it could be smart. Yes. It could be funny. And it could be a genre bender. You don't know what the hell that genre is. Yeah. Is it a political satire? Is it horror? Is it, you yeah. don't know what it is. It's kind of funny. It, yeah. It's I found hysterical. myself laughing. Yeah. And yeah. I thought... I, I wonder because I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it at oh, home. I saw it in the theater. It was very interesting to watch. And I thought, theater. and I very thought, I wonder. There were points where I was laughing. I thought, mm-hmm. I wonder if other people laughed at this. No, it, it, no, it, it, it even had wow. a Frankenstein element to it. Yes. Yeah, you're right. But who was the Frankenstein? Was it the black man? Was it the black man? Well, Frankenstein? the Frankenstein, the doctor, would be Bradley Whitford's character. Right. But okay, so then my question would have been, who's, who's Frankenstein's monster? Well, it's the the, the, the the white people that they have okay. transformed from, because they've taken their... But see, but that's the thing. Frankenstein was about a soulless being trying to find a soul, whereas Get Out were, were people soulless, which... Soulless beings. Well, they, they had their own they, soul, but they didn't like their soul. They, they wanted... They put other, they, they, wanted, put, they wanted to well, black up their soul. They, oh, that was the whole the thing. idea... Well, I think there's sort of the idea that which has, I think, been around forever. Right. Black people got soul. Right, 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 right. I mean, right, right, you know, right, we can, right. black people can dance. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got soul yeah. food. You know, I voted I voted for Obama both times. <laughs> Love that. Both times. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think soul yeah, yeah, yeah. and black yeah. are kind of yeah, right. PB&J. You're you right. I mean, they kind of go together. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Peanut butter and all that power. I got it. Yeah, got it. Got exactly. It. So yeah. So but yeah. So so like where we are now, where like my my daughter who's sixteen. Could, and you know, and yeah. now they even have Tyler Perry. I see is is getting is killing Medea. He's getting. He's retiring. We, we talked about Madea. Tyler Perry before, yes. right? And and I know people either don't like him or think he's corny or whatever. I know Spike Lee doesn't like him. Yeah, but. Here's this public service message. He did what he did. All black filmmakers out there. Stop <laughs> hating on each other, please. That thing, because Spike, no, it was Spike. It was, no, it was Spike. No, it was Spike and Boots Rally had a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Boots Rally had an issue with Black Panther. Because he was like, there's the other side of the story. That, like, he kind of glamorized 
for like he was, it was more destructive on, on black student power movement. It wasn't about this white guy infiltrating KKK. It was more about the black power student that this guy, this guy, this helped dismantle because of his actions. And I'm like, right. okay, I get that. So, Boots, why so did you saying, tell that story? So you're saying that a movie sort of didn't tell the exact A to Z, right. you know, and if you, and, facts? Yeah, I mean, so, that's kind so, of what film does. I, right, but again, is it ad adapts? Yeah, and I get the whole holding people accountable, and that's fine. But Boots, love you, brother. Tell that story. Yeah. I'm not even going to say shut the hell up because I'm about people being heard. But I think, like, I had a, I, I was fortunate to meet. And did you, have you seen Sorry to Bother You? No, not yet. I will, yeah. though. Um, that's on my list. Yeah. I will see that. I didn't get a chance to see when it came out. I met, um, I want to say Warrington Hubbard, not his brother, because it's Reginald and Warrington. Mm -hmm. I believe it was Warrington. And Warrington is a cool guy. We spoke about this very, about black films and all that stuff. And... After speaking with Warrington Hunland, my thing is like, yo, you know what we need to do? Instead of turning each other, we're, I mean, it's, it's interesting that we're at the point where we can tear each other down, but we really shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. From 1930-whatever, when Cabin in the Sky came out, to until mm -hmm. now, with if the if Beale Street could talk, which is the next big black film to come out, mm -hmm. there hasn't been that much progress. And of course, people are going to go, what are you talking about? Meaning, we still are in the age of Oscars too white. Right, mm -hmm. and uh, people can push back on that, and you, it's fine to push back on. And I know the pushback is going to be, dude. After the whole ask us so white hashtag came out, the year after that is when Bala won, and uh, Moonlight won. And, and and but just the fact that you can say, but the year after that exactly proves that it you know that it is still an issue because right. if it's, well they won a right. whole bunch of people won in 2016 right. Right. right exactly in one year as opposed you know, to the history as of, opposed the, to the, the 100 you know history year history whatever. right and so like, since 1928 right so my um, thing is at this point there should be and when i say black by the way i'm speaking as a black caribbean man but understand i mean <laughs> this is going to be some of the nationalists but understand, I mean, in other words, wherever you're from, if you think that there's not enough Jewish stories being told, if you think that there's not enough Latin stories or Asian stories or Polynesian or Middle Eastern stories. So when I say black, I mean non-white, unfortunately. And I yeah. say unfortunately because I'm a very inclusive person and I love film regardless of the cultural uh, history of it. But I am for diversity and I am for telling the story. And I think that it's high time that people should start creating systems and by systems I mean studio systems to produce and also distribution system to distribute their films because you see because even Denzel Washington remember when that whole Sony hack came out mm -hmm. when Korea South Korea or yeah. was hacked Sony yeah. and it came out that what's your name you wrote an email that well you know Denzel Washington well he's not making money in China so you know what I mean yeah like it's about the it's about the domestic dollar not sorry it's about the foreign dollar, not the domestic dollar. Yeah. So we're still yeah. in that age where people think that black people or people who aren't white can't sell money overseas. We're still there. Yeah. Which is why I made that point about uh, Black Panther in yeah. 2018 or whenever yeah. it came out, yeah. which is 2018, right? We should be at the point now where, and of course, in, we're at the point now where, look, we're doing a podcast right now. And we're not in a studio. We're in a very lovely apartment in the Upper West Side being managed by a Mac computer. There's no reels. There's no mix. Well, there is a mixer here, but in other words, there's no extensive audio equipment. Right. Right. There's, you didn't spend a lot of money for this. No. 
we have a phone. I have an Android. You have an iPhone. There's a film called Tangerine that came out, what, four years ago? Yes. That was shot entirely on an iPhone. So now what's the point I'm making? The point I'm making is that I'm also an instructor. I teach. I just came today. I came from teaching studio production in Bronson where I preach people having their voice and telling their stories. You have no excuse to not get out and tell your tell story. Tell your story. Tell your story. Yeah. Tell your story. So... And, and if people aren't going to distribute it or if it's not going to get financed, put that joint, put that bad boy up on Vimeo or on YouTube so that you can tell a story so that people can find you. There's mm -hmm. mad filmmakers out there that are... And there are a lot of known. film festivals. Yeah. You don't have to go Absolutely. to Sundance. Right. You know, there are a Absolutely. lot of local film festivals yeah. in almost every state. Yeah, absolutely. That takes, right. you know, short films, feature films, right. animated right. films, whatever. So so, so that's why I'm telling Boots and Spike, and Spike can be critical too. Like Spike is critical of Tyler Perry and Boots is critical yes. of Spike. But it's like, it's all well and good because that's how you grow, that's how you right. learn, that's how you get better by getting critiqued on stuff. I'm, I'm certainly open to it. Right. But let's not get to the point where we tear each other down because right. we need alternative storytelling, even within our own culture. Because, and I'm speaking now, remember I said I'm a black West Indian, now I'm speaking as a damn West Indian person now, from Trinidad. Mm -hmm. Speaking as a Trinidadian person, I think oh, it's high time. Oh, look at coming through. I think it's high time that people from the West Indies should be able to tell their story because it's more than just African-Americans in the world. Yes. Or British Americans out there. Yes, yes. There's, there's people from Africa, there's the whole Nollywood system, there's West Indians, there's all, there's different types of black people, yes. right? So, and I had this conversation the other day, that's why it's fresh in my mind. So, Western people should be out there telling their story. It's not, yes. so in other words, it, within the, 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 the spectrum of, of diversity, there are other stories that need to be told. Yes. You know what I mean? You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, yeah. there was a movie back in the day with Robbie Benson. <laughs> and I forgot who the other actor was. Robbie It'll come to me, Benson. but I see his face. Okay. The name of the movie was The Chosen. Yes. Yes. Remember that? Yes. And The Chosen was about two groups of Jews. Mm-hmm. There were the Hasidic Jews. Yeah. And the Orthodox Jews. In other words, there were there were the yeah. the, the Williamsburg. Yeah. You, you're right? Yeah, yeah. And And you had, you know, the Billy Crystal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, so if I say Jewish American, it's yeah. not a monolith. Right. You see what I'm saying? There's different aspects of the faith. Yeah. If I say African American, that's not a monolith. There's East Coast. There's West Coast. Right? There's and there's Jewish that's not uh, particularly, you know, uber religious, but right. are, you know, transparent. Right. I think is a right. is an example of, of, of that. You can mix up Jew and black too. Sammy Davis Jr. was Jewish. Yeah. Wayne Pryor is Jewish. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi, come on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the point I'm making is that the more stories that are being told from your perspective, and it doesn't yes. matter. And, I, and, I'm, and the thing that I want to really make clear is I'm pro-diversity, but I'm not anti-white. I'm not. And I'm making that very very clear particularly in the time that we live right now where white people feel they're under attack yes. for their whiteness bullshit you're not under attack cut and i'm on who i'm talking to right now is mr neoconservative white guy i'm not talking to east coast la right. uber woke white guy or girl or person right. i'm not because right. because you know we they know they know you you know who you are right I'm talking to the Richard Spencer, Proud Boys, Gavin McGinnis's of the world. 
right? the, women, the, the women who are calling the N911 right. for whatever, right. existing. People of color can be proud of who they are and not have to hate you, okay? We can share this country, we can share it. And that goes for Hollywood and the film spectrum as well. It can be an equal amount of shit because this world is not just one thing. Yeah. How it's impossible to me how yes, absolutely if you go to any part of the world and you talk to a cinephile, the same movies are gonna come up. Yeah. They will. Yeah. Whatever genre, whatever filmmaker, they will come up. That's the standard. Yeah. Because the art of filmmaking Citizen was, Kane is a is a classic right, in every country. In every country, in right. every language. Right. We got that. Okay. But there are other film industries out there, right? Yeah. There's a whole Bollywood, Cantone Bollywood Cantonese, Mandarin, yeah. Nollywood, English, French. French. There's, yeah. there, come on, man. Yeah. There's a whole, so while the Middle East is, it has a booming film industry coming out now. There's, I mean, there were la the last few Oscar-nominated short films came from like Iran, yeah. Iraq, yeah. you know what I mean? People want to tell their stories. Latin America is a, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. right now, the the, the, the new uh, classic filmmakers of the day are half of them are from Mexico. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Uh, Inaritu. Inaritu. <laughs> my boy who did uh, the Harry Potter film, who did Gravity. Um, yeah, Quaron. Uh, uh, yeah, Alfonso Quaron. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's people, and I personally know a lot of filmmakers from a lot of different walks of life who deserve to have their stories be told. Yeah. So we're not trying to say we're burn Hollywood burn. We're not trying to burn down white people. <laughs> we're trying to say y'all need to understand that the more stories that people are allowed to tell, the more people see themselves represented on screen, the more money they're willing to spend on seeing that representation. So if I was a Hollywood studio, I would be like, I think who got it right? I think A24. Is probably the new um, yeah. Weinstein brothers right now. Mm, hopefully not. Right well, no, I'm saying you know what I'm saying. Yes. You know, because it, it isn't. It's, yeah. It's Moonlight, Plan B, I think. Right. Was it Moonlight Plan B? Moonlight, I think, was A24. I think I'm almost certain. I'm almost certain. I mean, it could have been a co-production. I'm. Uh, I, I don't know how to Google it. I mean, we can look that up later. Um, but yeah, but there's, but you know, there's now we're we're in a more open stage of storytelling to the point now we're flipping gender uh, a genre not genre right. but in other words like we have Green Book coming out which is basically yes. driving his days in reverse <laughs> basically yes. Yes. which I'm looking forward to see which by the way is directed by the same dude that had semen in in, in What's Her Face's hair in There's Something About Mary a Farley brother is directing a potential Oscar nominated film which is that blows a Farley brother? Peter Farley directed he's... Green Book oh no Peter Farley Oh, okay, no. of the Farley Brothers. Don't say, oh, no, my baby, okay. no. No, I'm not. I, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it is Plan B. Yeah, is it Plan B? Yeah. So, okay, so the, the A24. Yeah, Moonlight and Lost City of Z. Right. Did Plan B. Oh, okay. Plan, Plan B, B did, did that. Movies, so yeah. I thought A24 um, may have distributed, may have distributed it or yeah. something. But, right, right. But, you know, um, but we're, we're in an age now where anybody, and that's going to sound always going to go, anybody can pick up a camera and shoot a film. But the bottom line is just tell you damn you story. You can't. I mean, it's not necessarily going to be good. It's right. And but look, but you just, need to do it. And do then it. you do it and do it again. I can't, I can't watch uh, THX 1138. I can't. Really? Because I'm like, hey, what the hell is this? 
right? Okay. I can't. Okay. I, I can't. I can't. What was uh, what, Duel? Some uh, not Duel. Not, Sugarland Express. The early yes, single yes, stuff. Yes, yes, Which was yeah, but eh, yeah, eh, you know. I, I can't compare to the both. To Duel. Okay. <laughs> I remember watching both and, and not being impressed by either. Yeah. And I loved Dennis well, Weaver, by the way. And clearly Duel was his, you yeah. know. Yeah, that was. That was Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah, his, yeah, you know. Absolutely. But in other words, you know, people may. Don't miss. expect to win an Oscar for your first movie. Right, Just right. do it and exactly. get it out there. Not everybody could be um, um, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Or um, um, Damon Chazelle. Or yeah. Whatever. I mean, not yeah. everybody. But people can, you know. It, it took years for Steven Spielberg to get his Oscar. Yeah. For Best Picture. Yeah. Remember? It was yeah. Sim Schindler's List. Charlie Chaplin never did win one. He never got one. He got an honorary one. He got an honorary. One, but he never, right. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, bottom line is... Which is the, why we went back to... This is why we don't just necessarily rely on the Academy right. well, to that, tell that, us this what's is a, great. This is what you were saying. That is an interesting... The Academy Awards has changed for me. In, I think I'm, I think the joke I said was advertised and it was like, whatever. It's, it's, yeah. I think the nail in the coffin was when... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's two nails. The first nail was Color Purple. That was pre-90. Yeah. When Color Purple lost everything to Out of Africa. This is why I, to this day, have never seen Out of Africa. I refuse to watch Out of Africa. And I like Out of Africa. I actually like it. It's good. I refuse. But, and I but, love, you know I'm a Meryl Streepian. Yeah. But I'm not going to watch Out of Africa. I actually, I've seen it. I liked it. Whatever. It was but, Color Purple. But it's not, it's not yeah, Purple. it's not Sorry. Color Purple. You can't tell me that that was a better film than Color Purple. No. I, I, I still haven't seen a trip to Bountiful, and I know Geraldine. What's her name? Geraldine Page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know yeah. she's an amazing actress. Yeah, I didn't watch it because she beat Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. I was. Like, and that's mm, you know. To this day. Well, that and that's why they always have these like, um, forgive me, forgiving like we didn't give it to you this for color what, purple, no, that, so okay. we're giving it to you for ghost. Stop. Let's I stop. mean, Let's stop with that because this is where it's going. This is where it's going. That. Even though it was 85, and you know, I, res- I respected the fact, like, for me, Gandhi was not a better film than E.T., but it won Best Picture, whatever. Right. I-, I respect the Best Pictures, right? Right. <laughs> the first nail in the coffin was Color Purple losing to Out of Africa. The second one, I think, was when Crash yes. beat uh, Brokeback Mountain, I think. Yes. When Crash won, I said, stop it. What are you guys voting on? What yeah. are you voting on? So it, it, it started, to me, it was like, okay, I get it. It's a popularity contest. And, yeah. and, and I am a left-winger. I'm not extreme left-winger, but I'm a left-winger. In other words, I'm, 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 I'm on the progressive side of the spectrum. But I can totally get when people complain that Hollywood just celebrates itself. And, and at, you just heard me rant for about 30 minutes about diversity and how I'm yeah. diversity, right? But they did the rant, Oscar so white, one year later, all of a sudden, they blackened it up. It's... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of, really? it's kind of obvious now. Yeah. When, when, yeah. like, last year, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that loves doing Oscar parties and, and Oscar picks, right? I smoked everybody last year. I think I got, like, 21 out of 24 or something. I smoked it because... At this point in my life, I know how the Academy is going to choose. Winners. Oh, yeah. I oh, know yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Some are guesses, but now I'm like, ah, okay. Like, I'm already, in my mind, I'm already thinking Lady Gaga is going to get nominated for sure. Oh, yeah. Because of oh, what yeah. she did in Colbert. But she's not going to win. She's not going to win. But she's going to get nominated. I'm not sure yet. I don't think Star Wars is going to win anything. 
But it would right. be nominated it would be nominated for, for every, sure. everything. No, no, no. You're it right. might win best song. Thank you. You get best song. Yep, it's going to win yes. that. It's going to win that. Because that's what... That, yes. Right, it's gonna win that. That's what it's supposed to win. But I, but right, but we know it's gonna get nominated. Yes. Um, for our, Mar- Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is not Emmy, but we're talking about Hollywood celebrating. Yeah. Itself. We once it won the first one, I was like, oh yeah, me too. Right. Yeah. Which I'm not minimizing. Yeah. I'm not minimizing it at all. But Hollywood loves its hashtags and its movements, and it wants to reflect that. So the minute Maisel won that first, I was like, well, it's not gonna be until here. It's gonna sweep. Yeah. So sad, so done. Yeah. Okay. Which I was okay with, to right. be honest, because it is wonderful. Right. Now, here's what I'm still waiting for. Oh, they, they happened. Is Black Klansman going to get a nomination? Yes. It will. It's going to get nominated. Sorry but to bother a, you, we'll get an Independent Spirit Award nomination. Sorry to bother you, it's ve- there's always that screenplay nod for yes. that type of film, yes. right? Because get, get Out was... That's why it won last year. But Get yeah. Out won because it was a damn good film. Yeah. Like, I, I tweeted Jordan, like, um, there was a friend of mine who's an actor who was on Facebook. Um, uh, well, I really hope it wins uh, Best Screenplay. And I was like, that is a lock. If yeah. anyone is a lock for anything that year was that, that's yeah. going to be the lock. Because you couldn't deny how good that film was. And if it's right in the realm of, oh, let's recognize black movies by giving this best picture, right. I mean, uh, a screenplay. Yeah. But it was a damn good screenplay. So when it won, I was like, told you, that's a lock. So I don't think there's a independent type film lock this year. I don't, I, I'm trying to think of what the independent darling is. So we had Sorry to Bother You. We had Black, but Black Lives it was an independent. Sorry to Bother You is an independent, but I know I'm missing yeah. something. There's, a, there's, there's that, that, there's that, you know, that kind of, a twenty, whatever the big A twenty four film is, might be. You know what? What? What I would like to be to see on it. Fahrenheit eleven nine might get. Mm. Will be nominated best. But it's not going to win. I don't think it's going to win. It's going to be one of those Netflix that, that, that documentaries. I think the film that what I would like. Question though, uh-huh. before you say that. Yeah. Do you agree with Spielberg, who says that movies made like basically Netflix, Amazon. They should not be nominated, nominated for Oscars because they are essentially TV movies. Um, They're not. That only a movie that plays in the theater right. should get an, should be nominated for Oscars. I kind of see that because it's kind of weird that Netflix is the only medium that's been nominated for both Emmys and Oscars. That's unprecedented. That's really unprecedented. I'm not quite sure what to make. But is that sort of the uh, the old guard? Complaining about the the new order. I mean, it's kind of hard. Well, for one thing, it's kind of hard to tabulate box office with Netflix, right? You know what I mean? Like you can do it, but with viewers, but yeah. it's a different system. Yeah. So I kind of get like filmmakers kind of lean on those numbers to depend. But to, the, to, in theory, though, the box office should not determine whether or not it's nominated. What box office? Yeah. Oh, well, that's all the other. What was the other category that they're going to have? And they described the best popular film of the year, or whatever. That was bullshit. Yeah. That was dumb. So no box office. Box, you, I, I'm sorry. So what's the question? That box office shouldn't determine what. Well, in theory, right. the box, how much money a movie makes right. should not determine whether or not it's nominated. I mean, for um, an Oscar, right? Shouldn't it, it be on its artistic? It shouldn't. On its artistic merit. This is true. It should be, but. Yes, I do agree with that. Now I'm trying to, but I, I'm, I know there's an example of a film that should have been nominated but didn't because it it didn't. Because it's really tricky now. Because have you noticed there's a lot of films that don't like? I don't remember La La Land coming out 
when the nominations came out. I don't think it came out yet. There's a few films that were announced. Yeah, it was nominated. It came out before. Yeah, because it was it, nominated. It was announced. No, but I know there are films that I I really think that there are movies that that came out that are Oscar bait films. Yes. Like they're like more like because yes. now the thing is festivals, right? Well, there's Green Book is sort of a right. Uh, yeah. But, but right, but and that, the Melissa McCarthy movie. Yeah. But no, I think we'll, yeah. be, we'll be nominated. Yeah, but the, the Oscars come... When is nominated? Nominations are in February? No, January. Oscars tend to be in The February. Oscars are in February, but the nominations come out in like... like mid -Jan late January, I, I want to say. It depends. They've, been, they've come out in like late December, early really? January. Okay, so January. Right. I think... Well, I think that there's a lag between when they are actually out, between when they're actually announced. Right, right. Uh... But but it's so it's it's such an but it's, it's usually yeah January. it's such an inside thing that people like I know there've been examples of wait a minute this film hasn't even come out yet what why is it nominated you know it's yeah. so inside I know that and I'm, yeah. I'm pretty I'm, I don't I don't want to say well because movies come out that are on the festival circuit then that's what I was gonna say that, that aren't out in there theaters. are precursors for Oscars the Oscar nomination yeah try you know the festival films the the, the all yeah. of these you know the Toronto the Tips yeah and the, yeah. The clans and all of that—that yeah, yeah. That, that are the precursors for the nominations. Yeah. But but I, I really feel like there are films that like like what is the favorite coming out? For example, is that coming out soon? I don't know. Yeah, I don't even. So like, okay, what are the films that are being like that are being the favorite? They're talking about this one that they keep pushing down my throat with Steve Carell and, and Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I, I'm a, the beautiful, beautiful boy. boy. Um, Is it terrible that I don't care? Yeah, yeah. The one with know. Nicole Kidman. Oh, I really Lucas don't want to see that. Uh, the, 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 that's another about a boy. It's like conversion. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Conversion therapy. I'll, okay, if we're going to talk about Oscars, I'll tell you the one the one Oscar film. Like, I know the big, the Freddie, uh, the Queen Bohemian one. Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, yeah. was, but, but I don't think that's going to be, it may or may not be nominated, but the box office may, which answers that question. We'll see no. what happens. It, if Bohemian Rhapsody gets nominated, well, then that answers that question because I don't yeah. think it made big box office. But the one film, that, so oh, the film that I was going to mention before, in terms of the indie darling that I would like to see get some love, which I want to see is a uh, mid '90s Johnny Hill movie because okay. I've been hearing yeah, a lot yeah. of good things about that. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. The film that I want to see that's an Oscar bait film is uh, Vice. That one I want to see. And that's the one that... The, uh, yes, yes, yes. The Dick, Dick Cheney. Cheney. Yes, yes, yes. Because, yes. I mean, my God. Just the trailer Christian alone. Bale I, as can't Dick Cheney. Him. Can't even recognize him. Oh, and he got that side of can't the mouth, talking him. out the side of his mouth, and, down. And Sam... Um, uh, 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 as George Bush. Yes. Sam, um, oh, God. Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. The, the, the reigning, yes. the incumbent yes. Oscar supporting actor. Yes. Who looks like he just kills Bush. And, I mean... I'm, that looks real, and I, I saw yeah. uh, his, uh, um, this guy who did um, Anchorman. What's his name? Because he did that film about the, the housing bubble crash. McKay. Yes, Adam McKay. Ad, yeah. Right. He did. That. He did the short. The big right, short. the big short, which yes. I which was over my head. Yeah. But I was intrigued. There's certain, I liked that a lot. There's films like The Big Short and like The Post and like um, um, the, the other one that uh, God. That was set in Spotlight. Thank you. Those yeah. three. He ran into my head. Yeah. The films like that that I really, really like. 
that um, that are based. Like I don't know if the Big Short was. I think it was kind of based on real life. I mean, oh, obviously yeah, it was. It was definitely, yeah. yeah, but I don't know if it was a. What well, was a book? Right, which was also yeah. right. That, that's yeah. right. Well, I shouldn't know that because we interviewed Adam McKay and the guy who wrote the book in my, in my studio. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking yeah, forward to no, that. Yeah, no, I want to see Vice. I definitely want to see Vice. But yeah, I, but yeah, but you're right. I mean, I, I'm, old, I'm, I'm old enough now to acknowledge that the Academy, or, or the Academy in terms of awards, mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all a big self-congratulatory thing. And that whole thing you mentioned before about giving awards to, you know, Finally, the finally award, the, yeah. the, the, which yeah. I call the Leonardo DiCaprio, um, uh, and this guy, the director, <laughs> in my <laughs> mind, ladies and gentlemen, of The Departed. Yes, Scorsese. Scorsese, the Martin the Scorsese guy. with Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, you know that guy. Yeah, the Martin Scorsese Leonardo DiCaprio Award. Yeah, of let's yeah. give you this Oscar now. Yeah, type thing, yeah, which yeah. is annoying. Which is annoying. actually based on a on a Hong Kong film. Really? The oh, the party. No, yeah yeah yeah, 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 which I never saw the original one. Um, yeah, I didn't want to see the original one. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's. I uh, love the Departed, by the way. It's it, it's it's that's one of my favorite Scorsese films of all time. Really? Yes. Interesting. Which is, which is I know blasphemy. Seeing that raging bull is out there. Yes. Right. And taxi drivers. And taxi drivers out there, yes. but I, I love the Departed. I thought it was tense, well written, and. It, it made good use of DiCaprio and Damon. And it's my favorite Mark Wahlberg performance. And I'm not a huge Mark Wahlberg fan. Yeah, I'm not. That either. movie, he killed it. Really? And I get it because it's set in Boston. So right, he should. Right, he should it, she, it, He should wear that yeah. like a skin. Yeah. But it was a really good performance. And it was a good, I was glad he was nominated for that. I really was glad he was nominated for that. I liked um, the Dirk Diggler thing, too. Boogie Nights. Yeah, I like Boogie Nights, and I like this first film. This first movie was a movie called Renaissance Man, with um, Danny DeVito, way back in the oh, okay. day. Okay, okay, um, yeah, and, and, yeah, and and he was good. I was like, oh, it's Marky Mark acting. <laughs> but who freaking once? But once he did Boogie Nights, I was like, okay, here it goes. Yeah. Here it goes. Yeah. Yeah, and of course he did that Basketball Diaries movie too with the Pepper. But once he did Boogie Nights, I was like, here it goes. Yeah. But then he just started getting annoying, and yeah, you know, just anyway, whatever. I don't want to say annoying because well, I like him. But. Um. I just want to. Uh, we have just oh, bring we... this into the to, really? to the finish line. Really? Yes. Did we we've been talk going. About what? We... We've been talking for two hours. Have we been talking? Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, but this has been an amazing conversation. Wow. It has been so fun. Did we get Can anything we... out of these two? Hours? I think we did. Can y'all sift through the gold? I think we the did. Cold, the I think we got a lot out of that. What did we get? Wayne's a racist, anti-white guy. <laughs> Who doesn't remember a damn thing? You know, it's the most stuff up all the damn time. <laughs> I no, I think we got this. a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, we we touched on a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't uh, we didn't go uh, heavy in one direction. Right. We, we went we went we we sort of sidestepped a bunch yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yes, we did. We did a little soft shoe in a couple shoe. in a, a lot sand. of different areas. Kick exactly. Sand in people's eye. Exactly. Um, but uh, so I would like to thank you, oh, Dwayne. Thank you for having me. For joining me for this. this uh, is so much fun. Uh, Dwayne and I have known each other for over twenty, 20 years, yeah. about twenty years yeah, now. I would say, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so this is a conversation long time coming. Long time coming. And uh, hopefully, he'll uh, be up for maybe doing this again. I would love in to the come future. back. You know, it'll be a fun like if the Oscars come around. We can yes, talk about we that could definitely do if the Oscars. I, can, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can assume that the Oscars will come It'll around. It'll be here.
This has been the Real Woman Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you join me next week when I have a new guest and we're talking about a new topic. And one correction, earlier I referenced a De Palma film Body Heat. I misspoke. It's not Body Heat, Body Double. My bad. Just want to make sure I've corrected that. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.